Hello and welcome back to part two of Happy Salads. Uh, let's go through all of the E3 2016 press conferences and review what the experience was like for uh, everyone in those theatres. I don't know about an experience, it's more like... Yeah, no one said the word experience, did they? Like, like not, in, not in the sort of Microsoft-y way. <laughs> well, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure someone probably said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone must have said it. But like, oh, well, VR experience. Oh, out, yeah, that is it? actually, yeah, I guess yeah. they probably did say experience. Experience. <laughs> so not in the way that Microsoft said it. No, not in the Microsoft way. No, no. Experience. No new Isn't Xbox. Isn't that what XP stood for? Experience. Well, yeah. 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 But I mean, not even in the way that they used to talk about the NXE and the stuff like that. New Xbox experience. Now it's time for the Ubisoft press conference. Traditionally, the strangest of experiences when it comes to press conferences. Well, you know what? It wasn't actually that bad or that crazy this year. It was a little bit crazy. Just like fun. Actually, it felt like a little more professional. (laughs) I don't know. Well. Yeah, I think maybe they always went, turned too hard the other direction <laughs> in some cases. Oh, uh, maybe. But Where they tried to do like weird couch interviews that went on for far too long and weren't sure, that interesting. Sure, but Aisha Tyler was way more bearable than normal. She's back. Yeah, she's back again for like, what is it, the fourth year in a row now? Somewhere. And we back. And, um, it, yeah, slightly less weird phrases that made the room go confused for a second. No girl would. No, she specifically mentioned that. Well, <laughs> but she referenced herself in Yeah, doing, exactly. So, that's the problem. Yeah. Not even new material. Just reuse the old stuff again. Sort of. Sort of to make fun of yourself, I suppose, is kind of okay. But... Yes, but you, don't, it's like you shouldn't remind people of that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. There was, there was no Mr. Caffeine references. No. In Ubi's 30th Unless you can't. birthday. Thing is, she's good in Archer, but she's the straight man or whatever. Yeah, she's not the funny one or whatever. Indeed, she plays it. She plays it cool. She's good at that. How about some just dance? How about weird? Like it was so dumb. It was like practically nothing to do with the game at all, other than that white outline dude for a split second. Yeah, and like played like a whole shit ton of Queen for ages. And then just really abruptly, just the music just stops. And then it's like, now it's time to talk about mass shootings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like entirely appropriate. Yeah. I mean, everyone did it at the start of their press conference, I which is good. Yeah, I suppose we didn't but... really mention that, did we? Yeah, they, they, they had to call out. It's like, hey, that thing in Florida just kind of happened. I guess Freddie Mercury was gay and, pers- and d- Maybe. died of sure. AIDS. Oh, what, so you, you reckon they... No, I don't, I don't think they did. And they can't have put that together at the last minute, no. right? I think it was just a coincidence, but then also... And again, they did find as many costumes as they possibly could, right? Like, they could have just gone down to, like, some LA... Yeah, but place. the costumes were, Ill, like, relative to the video. It was like, you what, know... Giraffe Man? Giraffe was... And there's an elephant and stuff. I wasn't really watching the video. No. <laughs> but, you know, when you're talking about mass shootings and there's a man in a giraffe cross costume crouched in front of you, oh, it kind of takes the impact out. It, it felt... It felt definitely worse because I'm sure there was a there was a, a girl in a flower costume or something right next to Aisha Tyler and she's sort of doing obviously the end of dance smiley face. Yeah, she's doing the pose smile. And then there's that awkward moment where she realizes what's being said and she's like, uh, 
I'm not sure if I should smile or not. And sort of, I need to become uh, sad subtly so now this is like I'm transitioning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I noticed. <laughs> it was just a. Uh, yeah, it was quite. It's it was quite odd. To do these things. It's like that's how they wanted to open it, and they couldn't open it without someone saying something. So they just went for it, and then went straight into it. And it's. I mean, you know, there probably wasn't many better times to talk about it. You can't talk about it in the vicinity of South Park. You can't talk about it in the vicinity of Watch Dogs Two. No, I think they. Should, I think they should have done it with maybe a voiceover before something started. Sure. Just, just have ominous voice, sort of say, say the yeah. You know, the condolences and all that. Condolences? Is that not right? Close. <laughs> might be better like that. It be close. You offer condolences to the, those that are it's just, affected. It's, it's, pronunciation. it's just pronunciation. I screwed up my own pronunciation. Condolences. It's the same word. It doesn't matter. Condolences. Am I doing it the American way? Maybe. The, yeah, I, I don't I know if they say I don't think, kind of a don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. And surprisingly, like, sort of. Oh, no, I suppose you're right. Yeah, my condolences. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm with you. Sort of accidentally, they, I guess, announced the first MX game. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Which was? Just Us. Just Us. As apparently right. coming to all platforms, including Nintendo NX, was the wording used. How does Just Dance work with a camera? Badly. <laughs> yeah, it sort of doesn't. It's, just, it's like shaking the Wii remote. Yeah, oh. You hold a Wii remote and it sort of vaguely follows what motion they expect that hand to do. The rest of you doesn't matter. So, freaking, well, motion controls for NX confirmed? I guess. Mm, or it's still compatible, with, compatible with, the with the Wii remotes, probably. <laughs> okay. I mean, that worked out presumably, for the Wii U, didn't it? Well, I mean, it has full <laughs> it's on. It's kind of important. Well, it has they full needed on. a lot of controllers. Well, it has full on Wii backwards compatibility, sure. doesn't it? But yeah. no one really used. <laughs> I mean, Wii logically, you're, on a Wii you have game. to assume that the NX is going to be backwards compatible with the Wii U if they want to keep their, tra- their traditional Nintendo trend of supporting the previous. Sure, and maybe does that mean that if it's backwards compatible with the Wii U, the Wii mode in the Wii U is still present? <laughs> well, that would be really weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought they might make a clean related. break because it would be so different with all the mobile ability of it. That's possible. yeah, but we're not. But then we talk about uh, we've talked about this before. I'm not 100 percent sure it will be that different, mm. right? Like the, uh, yeah. a, a Nintendo DS like platform is basically what the gamepad could do. Yeah, sure. And I there's certain hints in the Nintendo stuff later that suggest certain things about the NX. Okay, we'll come to that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, first NX game confirmed. Well, other than I guess we knew Zelda was coming right, to NX. Sure. Yeah. First non-Nintendo Yeah, first third-party NX game. There we go. Shame it's Dust Dance. Yeah. But it's like, all, like, they specifically said all platforms. As well. It's coming to everything. Like, it's like how does it even work on the other platforms? Oh, yeah, because they don't have motion controls. You can't see the screen if you're playing the mobile version. Don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's like, at that point, it's just like a pedometer. It just counts how much you jiggle. Mm. <laughs> just move around a bunch, it's fine. So, there was that. Yep. I'm glad they didn't get a celebrity out. We didn't, like, have no. a random performance this year. Um, so, then we got some Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I'm sure Dan was a little bit hyped about. I was. I liked that trailer, and I liked the idea of it, but having seen some gameplay, which I guess they showed... I mean, they mm. did that thing of... You know, we were talking about the the cleverness of, of them doing YouTubers for... Um, 
the Sea of Thieves. Yes. What was it called? And this, uh, this yeah. time they did a shit version. Of, <laughs> well, this time they did the all the fakest team speak ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very annoying. I wasn't 100. percent It took me a while to work out if this was like game speaking, like between the characters. But then it's like, no, no, no. Actually, no. this is this is them no. just role playing over mics. Yep, real bad. It was sort of better than most attempts because they went they went full role playing and not full we're playing a game which somehow worked a bit better I thought <laughs> marginally except yeah. you know they still over like there's just things that normal people play games don't react to you don't say oh shit there's three tangos in front of me no you say obviously. there's three dudes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely true. But I, and they don't say, like, affirmative to each other. <laughs> no. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what if you're going to do that whole military thing, then do it that way and roleplay it that way and then and then have it... Because it looks totally they, random. Like, oh, I happen to be on this hill behind this facility or whatever. It's like... Oh, and they and they oh, and it was really funny how they kept talking about the name of the character in the game who yeah. they were going after. Oh, we're after El El Cusaloco or whatever no, his so name. He's was. a real tough. He's guy. a real tough dude. I heard he's a real tough dude. Quick, we better team up in order to take him down. Well, they, uh, they gave him a name as well, and they like the, 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 the chemist or something. or something. <laughs> yeah. He melts people. No, yeah. he was no uh, some kind of janitor or something. Yeah. Yep. So. I mean, I'll give it a fair shake, but I wasn't impressed by the gameplay. Uh, well, it looked a bit garish as well. A little bit. I I thought like a, like my first note about it here just says America. Hmm. Like that, it's a little bit yay America. They always wage do that, war though. against the Mexicans. But they've always done that in the Tom Clancy franchise. Cause sure. It's always really weird because they're never America. Americans who make the games. They're always like, you know, Ubisoft or always like French, French or, or like <laughs> yeah. Canadian or something. Mm. Um, so. They, that's always been true throughout, like Splinter Cell and Ghost Recon and stuff. But it's always been a bit weirdly so, America in a kind of yeah, America way. Which like it's taken me a little while to um, de- like decode what my next note actually means. But it's like there was a there's a way um, like they were placing like how the the ghosts in Mexico kind of are reminded me a little bit of, of how the Russians put people in Ukraine, right? That whole like oh we put like. People in the oh. Ukraine, like, yeah. stealthily to cause chaos. I mean, that would be well, cool. Disrupt, disrupt the country, and it's like, that's exactly what we're doing in, yeah. in Wild If it was a conspiracy, and it was, that would be cool. If it was, like, evil America. Like, mm. like, like the, if basically... That's the, if that's the twist. The film that... that, that Although um, still stopping a guy who's melting bodies, I suppose. But, yeah. but the film that would inspire that whole thing is there's the um, Clear and Present Danger, right? That's Tom sure. Clancy yeah. novel, and, and that was set in South America with the... And it was a secret... War on drugs, wasn't it? There's a whole thing about. I don't know they used, about it. It was a cool film. There was a sequence where they used a special bomb. Uh, they flew off an aircraft carrier and used a bomb um, that was made out of like plant material or drugs. something. So <laughs> it's a drug bomb. And and they hit a, a drug dealer's truck with it to make it look like it was a car bomb in the truck, but it was actually an a um, you know bomb dropped from a plane um, by by the US military or whatever (laughs) somehow being made of plant matter makes that happen well it was cellulose or something so it was supposed to be there was no shrapnel from the bomb or something (laughs) just a bunch of plant matter lying around (laughs) it's because of (laughs) the yeah exactly well it was in a jungle or something or whatever I guess the idea is there would be no identifiable marks yeah you couldn't tell it was done by the US military but then he figured it out somehow should have made an ice bomb 
It was Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan. Anyway, hmm. I think that's the kind of inspiration, and I'd like a game based on that whole idea. But that was a murky world of, like, America not necessarily the bad guy, and it doesn't seem that way at all in this. Hmm. Well, so, this yeah. seems pretty self-explanatory. It's just like the drug cartels became big enough to basically be in control of the whole country. I mean, they sort of are in some places. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. Maybe not, not the whole like country. In, in Mexico, although this is set in, like, Colombia, I think. No, also, or Bogota, isn't it? No, it's uh, Bolivia. Bolivia, okay. Sorry, Bolivia is a city, isn't it? Yeah. In, in... I don't know where. Fuck. Bolivia, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It had a B in it. Mm. It'll do. Uh, So they claim this to be their largest open world yet. (laughs) Which is fairly severe coming from Ubisoft with their million open worlds. <laughs> which, then, which then immediately made me, made me ask, is there any towers? <laughs> yes, I would assume there probably is. Or <laughs> do, just do like need to climb up a tower to clear the fog of war from High that. mountains. Wow. Yeah. Probably in Zelda. So, anyway. Uh, I did notice that, uh, okay, a couple of dumb things from that video as well, other than the voiceovers, mm. which I which I have put in here, like role-playing VO. Uh, but my notes also say there's a moment where they go, all right, let's do this stealthily. Immediately fires an unsilenced gun. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, like, yep. he's it's infiltrating done. a place with other dudes. That's not even, like, the last dude. No. <laughs> it's like the first guy. I mean, honestly, it just makes me think, how cool would it be if Metal Gear Solid Five could be cooperative? Or yeah, <laughs> actually. Rather than this thing. Yeah. I suppose in some ways it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how cool that would be if yeah. you could go in as two different snakes into a... Or whatever. Twin snakes. Twin snakes. <laughs> um, and I also noticed that the classic drone tagging from Advanced from every Warfare game with drones at the moment. seems to be back. But they put the diamonds on, right? The cool the, the Ghost Recon UI diamond. Can have the diamonds. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a release date of March 7th, 2017. So I think that's a little later than I think we were expecting. But hmm. I think a lot of games are actually a li- that that sort of all, that little bit later than I think anyone was expecting. Yeah, like, especially considering like we saw all like a lot of these games a year ago. Yeah, it's like normally they don't get shown until they're quite close to release, but it seems like a bit longer than usual this time. So then we had South Park: The Fractured But Whole. We had a goddamn million years of interview. Yeah, that was that was a little long a segment, but the you know the, the, they started like. I like how they tried to tease it out as, hey, we made a Watch Dogs game. Oh, no, wait, it's our fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I feel like they've done that before. They have done that before. Because they have. <laughs> they parodied whatever Ubisoft is did last right now. Yeah. So this time around, it's parodying superhero yeah. films and the MCU specifically. Yes. <laughs> and I, I like... They showed basically the, the, the core premise sequence and the, like, the only reason they're falling apart... Um, Civil War style is because they don't agree with Cartman's movie plan. Yeah, yeah, it's all about what phases you're <laughs> like, Oh, we've to. skipped ahead to Civil War already. Yeah. And we haven't had any of the prequel films. My notes are particularly great for this whole self park session. <laughs> it's not, my notes just say, time for, time for interview, followed by, eh. <laughs> <laughs> then followed by, pretty brutal in quotes. <laughs> pretty brutal. What, you mean like the the... The combat you talking about? I think it was just something that the interviewer guy said. Okay. It's like, pretty brutal. And then he also mispronounced exciting news as exciting nudes. He did, <laughs> Which yes. was pretty funny and also kind of appropriate. <laughs> exciting nudes. And then at the end, when Aisha turned back up, she said, in a way that, like, 
I don't know whether she was specifically talking about this or whether she was trying to reference something else, but she was like, you probably fell asleep. <laughs> it was like, yeah. um, yes, I thought that was quite boring interview, actually. I don't know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they are funny guys, just naturally. I thought, like, the weak link in that whole thing was the fact that they had to have the developer from yeah. Obsidian or whoever it is that makes that. And also that thing. they, for some reason, decided to keep cutting back and forth between, like, 10 seconds of interview and then gameplay, and then another little bit of interview and then yeah. gameplay. <laughs> like, it didn't flow at all. Yeah, I mean, I want to see more of how that combat system works, because it it's completely different from how the last game functioned. It's like the last game was by basically following RPG, standard RPG turn based tropes. Yeah. Whereas this one seems a little more active, a little more positional. Wait, There's more going on. Final um, Fantasy Tactics Advanced Tropes. <laughs> sort of. Not quite that complex, obviously. No, obviously. Um, and where, how how the actual RP, you know, the wandering about the world elements of the game function, if they've changed those. It'll be interesting, because it looks... The, th- the thing is, is, it looks so similar to the last game, because they, you know, they nailed the South Park look with the last game. Yeah. It's like, it's gonna... Mm. I feel like it has to be mechanically different this time around. And they seem to be doing some of that. So that's, that's a good sign. Um, if you... Uh, yeah, if you pick this up, uh, if you uh, buy a copy of of this, you'll get Stick of Truth for free. So, incentive, <laughs> I guess. Two for the price of one if you didn't play Stick of Truth already. Uh, and you can play Stick of Truth right now if you pre-order. So, you know, they thought about that a little bit, I guess. Uh, December 6th this year. Mm. A game coming out this year, guys. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh so then the division obviously they had to talk about the underground stuff again and the other and hint the at what the DLC. other DLC is Survival. by name yeah and also there was the random guy on stage is like talking to the guy in the audience like you get I didn't really hear what he was saying he's still like you get a copy of the thing good for you Jad yeah. <laughs> he's a random guy and that turns, that turns off again later Chad or Chad or... Yeah, it sounded like Chad. Chad. It's like, good for you, Chad. You get a copy. (laughs) (laughs) He must have said something. must have been a woo or something. Woo, you get a copy. Uh, And then, I guess this is where Project Eagle, what it became. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's fairly obvious. Yeah. You have to guess. Well, I don't think... (laughs) They all put on VR headsets. It's not quite what I had in mind. No. Um, So... Project Eagle, which showed last year as, hey, we're making a VR game, and it basically just showed an eagle flying through what looked like the Assassin's Creed Paris. Except like, fucked up. Except a little, yeah, except a little bit naturized. Um, so first things first, that got stylized a lot, so it's now a bit more flat-shaded mm. um, than how we originally saw it. Yeah, I remember um, it being that detailed. Uh, I, I thought it was quite, like, as I say, like, looks like it was running in the Assassin's Creed engine. Um, it's still VR, but it's PvP flying capture the flag. Yep. Now with eagles that shoot. Yep. Shoot what? Shoot eagles. Calls. <laughs> they just go. Wah! And it fires like a, a like a sound wave, yeah, basically <laughs> a shockwave sound ring. It's like the eagles that blow high speed smoke rings. It sounds really dumb when you've got six eagles just going. Yeah. Wah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my note here basically says needs more eagle noises. I don't think eagles make that call noise that often, do they? No. Not to fight each other. <laughs> it's like, 
it kind of looked like it might be fun, but it also looks like it's going to be a tiny, tiny game. Well, and it's in VR, and you need, yeah. like, six people with VR setups to play it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, good luck having enough friends to do that. Well, at, well, this that leads nicely onto the next thing, because there's not a great deal to talk about that other than Palmer Lucky was well into winning. Yep. Um, <laughs> and wouldn't shut up, as yeah, he tends not really, to. really didn't want to shut up. Um, so the next thing they showed is both si- is simultaneously awesome... And impossible. Yep. Um, so, they're basically... Do you know of Artemis? No. Artemis? Artemis was a multiplayer uh, starship bridge simulator. Oh, right, okay. Where, you know, everyone would have... I don't know what devices you used. Well, maybe iPads or laptops or something point. like that. But everyone would take on a role and then you'd basically role play being members of the crew of this mm. starship. So Ubisoft have gone and made this for VR with the Star Trek license. Okay, sweet. Which sounds amazing. Obviously. Up to the point where you think, how on earth is this actually going to function in reality? Four people in the same room. No, they're not going to be in the same room. They're going to be on the internet on Teamspeak. That's how it's going to function in reality. But uh, that's not nearly as good. But they could be in the same room if... uh, If if you set it up. If you had four PCs. Or one of these VR arcades. Yeah, VR arcades. Is a thing. But... Uh, yeah, it seems like an awesome concept, but yeah, like, I, I think like being in the same room... It doesn't matter, does it? I don't know. It's VR. You don't have to be in the same room because you just look over and there's a model. Maybe not. And I, and I guess there's like they, they're modelling... Because it's, like, it's VR touch and stuff as well. Yeah. It's not like... I guess they're modelling yeah. your hands and head and things. I'm more so like, what do you actually do as the, the dude at the weapon station or the... the well, apparently you press giant Fisher-Price buttons by right. looks of it. Yeah. It's like, so turn it's, the shields up to one of five options. So it, it's like a, a giant VR version of Space Team. Yep, basically. Maybe. Yeah. <coughs> it it did seem like there was a reasonable amount going on. Like, you know, they had to... Like, out, like it's all in... You can't just, like, jump out of the bridge and see what's... No. Going on around you, you've got to use what information you're provided with to. Do you have to figure rotate out the shield frequencies? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably have to turn on the deflector dish. Right, tuck it on beam. <laughs> but obviously, they couldn't have demoed any of this without getting old Star, Star Trek <laughs> cast members to do it. So, what is it that Geordie uh, LaForge was doing it? And uh, and the girl, Seven, seven of Burton. Burton. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Jerry. Jerry something. Ryan. Starts with an H, doesn't it? But I just keep thinking of Halliwell, and that's not it. Isn't she in some kind of crime drama now? Yeah. Well, I've actually seen quite a bit of them. I can't remember the name of. The Body of Proof? Yeah. Is it? Something like that? It. Yeah. A pathology thing, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some other guy. Yeah. And some other guy. <laughs> well, one of them was presumably a developer. Oh, no, yeah, one of them might have been a dev, and one of them, I think, is from whatever the last Star Trek thing is. What enterprise? No, some it had some other name, one I'd never heard of before. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah, maybe the latest film. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, and then they got Jordi LaForge on stage to to do another interview about the thing that you just saw. Yeah, which again was went on for way too long, and just a. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, it's amazing. I got really back in the zone. It was like, <laughs> yes, he, was like... he, he wasn't even on the bridge in the freaking show. No, no. He was in engineering doing a stupid barrel roll under the <laughs> <laughs> under the closing doors. But technically, in the Star Wars universe, it's like no matter where you are on the ship, you're basically looking at the same thing. It's a black screen with some icons on it. You're yeah. always looking at L cars, aren't you? But, uh, yeah. 
Well, he's monitoring the warp core. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Womp, womp, womp. Look at some diagrams. Anyone have any interest in for honour? You mean for water? For water? What do you mean for water? That's what the whole thing is about. That video where like they they the yes. world gets fucked up and then they basically fight over resources, which is signified by a tiny spring of fresh water. And then they forget why they're fighting and just keep fighting forever. Propagated by some woman. Yep. Some kind for, of story mode for a thousand years. Yep. Somehow. Um. I don't know. That game looks kind. I think I like the yeah you can have crafting hooks. <laughs> uh, I think I like the concept of that game and like the concept like the some it seems like a bit of a rock paper scissors fight act. Well yeah, it seems like it's but, not actually as complicated as it initially seems. No, like it's not as cool as you think it is. It's just like left, I mean, right, or forwards. It does a good yeah, it does a good job of scale. I think like you know if you look back at when sure. you looked back at the battlefield and all that stuff was going on, it's like that looked cool. I think it visually looks nice, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about the gameplay this way. It may be fun. Like, maybe the, the, that simple psyching out rock, paper, scissors plan has a draw to it, but I'm not entirely... I don't know. Honestly, I just don't know. No. Um, and, you know, the fact that it was just ended in one of those fights, like, you've been fighting all the way up to it, and then it's like, here's a boss. Oh, wait, you kill it in exactly the same way. Well, he takes marginally more hits. Yeah. Bit of an anticlimax. A bit of a uh, dragon head snake tail. You know, that might not have actually been the end boss of that level. <laughs> it might just have been a primary boss, because it wasn't exactly long. Mm, I guess not. D-Day for Vikings. Yep, pretty much. Uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day next year. <laughs> Had to make a joke about that. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really make any sense, in any case. What, the fact that it's coming out on February 14th and the fact that they made a joke about that? Yeah, because or... it's like, it doesn't make, it's not relevant in any way. So making a joke about it also is irrelevant. <laughs> because you can. Like, perhaps I should have moved the date. I mean, all, the only, like, relevance you can make is, like, is because they're constantly fighting and Valentine's Day is about love and it's like, ah, oh, it's the opposite. Mm. <laughs> Comedy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Summed up. Uh, did you want any more Grow Home after playing and completing Grow Home? I mean, more but not the same, sure. <laughs> So how do you feel about Grow Up? It could be good. I mean, you know, there's more of it. Mm. I I don't know if I want more of that. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it is, but I'm not sure I came away thinking, man, I really hope they do a sequel to this. I, I just, I, I want to see, re- like, now Reflections kind of had their, their little experiment. It's like, yeah, all right, go, go experiment again, or get some other Ubisoft team to experiment, see what they come up with. Mm. Um I'm not sure I want more of it. Like, uh, Grow Home is fine in, in principle, but, like, now it's bigger. I was kind of done with it well, when I finished it, right? Yeah, I was just bigger kind of... and hopefully with more mechanics. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe not yet. Maybe if I leave it late again. Yeah. And stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm definitely not feeling it right now. Um, also, Grow Up seems like a bad name. <laughs> yeah. Like, grow, grow Home was such a, like, neat little pun, I think, but... And, you know, growing up is just what you do all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's still the whole point of that game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I... Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, they can prove me wrong, but I'm not sure I'm on board right now. Uh... Also, they've decided that apparently, like, 
has a story now where it's just like the first one it's like oh you got to get the star seed because we say so because <laughs> oh, something bad happened when we need it yeah and then in this, no, in this game it's like oh no the mothership isn't there any longer gas what does that mean for the robot dude yeah, what do we do now what does booed it's like what is what what is his plan now like why does he want to still grow plants if, yeah. you know, if not to retrieve the star seeds and that guy's accent sounded like he was saying bird instead yep. of bud it's bird. 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 Um, Blood Dragon's back, sort of. Sort of. Um, <laughs> this is where Chad reappeared. Chad, Chad did reappear. <laughs> where the guy on the stage is like, screw you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so, the team who came up with the design aesthetic for Blood Dragon and Red Links, the developers of the Trials series have got together and made a Blood Dragon themed Trials game which seems amazingly appropriate they probably should have done that instead of Fusion right? Well not instead of Fusion like maybe instead of the dumb unicorn thing <laughs> Oh what what Power Max yeah. yeah maybe or maybe that should have just been in this Yeah I mean that also would make more sense <laughs> have Fusion, Fusion be like still a basic trials game and put all the weird shit together. <laughs> yeah, but it's now got like running and gunning as a mechanic in yeah. some levels and I don't know. I don't know if I want it, but for those that like trials, that looks like well, it's the perfect theme for trials. It doesn't look very like it's very long and it also doesn't look like it's very difficult from what I've seen of it. But it's also out right <coughs> now. Yep. It came out just immediately. Oh, right. Yeah. Surprise game. Here you go. Go by it. Uh, and also, my favourite phrase from the, uh, which I'm sure you'll agree with, from the trailer, was space is the place and the action is in your face. <laughs> I knew that you'd like that. <laughs> space is the place. But the action's in your face. It's not even set in space. No. <laughs> you just, just want to say it. Uh, so, Trials of the Blood Dragon is its actual name. No, none, I didn't actually see a blood dragon in it. It's in there. It's in like the fifth level. <laughs> okay. Um, blood dragon. And then they had to, because they had to, do some promo for the Assassin's Creed film. Yep. Um, and showed a new trailer that had never before been seen. Been seen. Basically, it's like this never, never been seen. <laughs> and it wasn't even really a trailer. It was like fifty percent behind the scenes footage. Yeah. Uh, although there was some, there was some stuff we hadn't seen before. Like they've yeah, it's got the, there's Max Fass, um, and also there's uh, the Animus is a, is a, is a bit, a bit different now. Yeah, it seems the Animus is like a harness. Yeah. Like so you could actually move like you are in your memories, I guess. I guess. And then they record that movement information, I suppose. Yeah, I guess he <laughs> still has to basically do the actions that he thinks he's doing, reliving his DNA past. And then moving towards a, a possible future VR, VR Assassin's Creed in like five years' time. <laughs> Maybe. Where you can harness yourself somehow into an omni-treadmill. <laughs> into an omni-treadmill. <laughs> a massive robot arm. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of massive robot arms, not really related to that, it was just something I saw very shortly afterwards. I saw a random internet gif of, like, it must be just, like, a demonstration of fancy robotics, but it's a guy wearing a belt, and there's a little robot arm coming out of it that ends in, like, a little platform, and it's got a beer on it, and he's dancing, but the robot arm is programmed to keep it perfectly stationary. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
It's like the perfect being rest while you're dancing. Little yeah. robot arm attached to your waist. That's cool. Is that like a steady camera mount? Yeah, basically? I guess so. Yeah. Like something along that lines that they're showing the tech for in a dumb way. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I saw a tiny little steady cam mount for a GoPro. Someone was like holding a. Uh, you can't see this, listeners, but I just moved my hand around and the camera uh, was staying no, steady. I think I've seen those. They're pretty cool. They're like, they look like little seesaws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's multi-axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, mate, basically you see what <coughs> it just looks like a big bar, right? There's like a counterweight mm, on mm. one end and yeah. Yeah, I've seen those, I think. They're kind of weird looking. But I guess they work. Uh, yeah, that, that, that film, I, it could be okay because they're doing what they, they're not following the games, right? They're taking the ideas of Assassin's Creed and running with it. Sure. I mean, it's still going to be a first. We've had Warcraft now added to the pile of bad Movie. I thought the Warcraft reception in general was way more mixed than well, like, just to say it's bad. Like, I know China some, likes it. Yeah, I heard some of the critics. <laughs> some of the critics or some of the fans of Warcraft aren't a fan because it's like exposition followed by more exposition. Yeah, with an extra helping of exposition. Well, I heard but in terms of the video game movie like Pantheon, it's not too. No, it turns well, not. That. It's, it's not. It's not unbearable. Yeah, in terms of general, like Mark Clement liked it. I, well, sort of didn't mind it. I heard rumors that supposedly the Assassin's Creed movie is like more than sixty percent not the not stuff inside the analysts. It's the outside stuff, which uh, is maybe making it significantly less cool. More, more like future stuff. Yeah, future stuff and not cool ancient assassins. Mm. So Warcraft has a thirty-two on uh, Metacritic. Which yeah, is but I don't pretty bad. I. <laughs> I've gone off like film reviews almost totally, like because it's just like you need to find the critic with whom your That's opinions true. match, That's and true. I'm not sure I've found that. No, <laughs> I like listening to Kermode and Movie Bob, but don't get me wrong. But there's, I'm, I've not found someone who agrees with my tastes yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you can. So yeah, I don't, don't necessarily trust them. No one scores. likes butts and faces sufficiently. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of both, but you know, <laughs> the, 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 you need more than that to make a film. Well, well maybe not those kinds of films. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking on the bombcast about how, like, just the camera just zooming in on tits and ass and stuff in Japan is just normal and and happens on normal TV shows and game shows and stuff like it totally um. ogles not even like framing their face as well but directly at their and then I'm like paying... I can't say I really noticed that when it's, I was there weird but... but it makes more I mean like in Metal Gear it's like you get introduced oh, yeah, yeah. to like boss characters like a bunch of sniper ladies are about to kill you and the camera just goes straight for their tits well, or start, starts on the bum yeah it? And starts then just... on the arse yeah, you, there's no like subtlety about it no. there's no way that the... just rotates to the front get a little yeah. bit of jiggle in there and, and they're then... like zombie ladies they don't <laughs> look like good they look uncanny valley obviously they're meant to freak you out yeah. and yet they still does that it's I, so weird I can't say I noticed that in like watching Japanese TV okay, at the times enough. I was watching it anyway I I don't think there's I, an excuse anyway, but still. It must be on channels they don't give access to in hotels, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, I just thought that was weird. I was like, I, oh. I didn't really find much anime on TV either, which I was a little <laughs> disappointed about. Okay. Maybe that's just normal there. How weird. Anyway. Or exaggerated, maybe. Maybe it's a type of filmmaking that's in some spots. I don't know. As I said, didn't come across it. Uh, yeah. It could be alright. I like Fassbender. I like 
Mar- how do you pronounce her name? Marion Cotillard? Cotillard? Don't know how to pronounce it, but she's good in those uh, Nolan films, I guess. Mm. And those two have apparently worked before on the last Macbeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be good. Film version, so... The yeah. last Macbeth. Well, the, uh, yeah, sorry, I know the last. The last one. Not, 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 not the film called The Last Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. Or like the the, seri- the Macbeth series. Of oh, films, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's always the same. <laughs> the last one in the, in the Macbeth franchise. What's with this franchise? Every time the script's the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could spit Macbeth into three parts. Probably be quite boring for large portions of it. It's a two-hour play. And in this episode, we introduce the character of Mac. And then in the second episode, there's a gender crisis and she becomes Beth. <laughs> and then... There's Mac, and then there's Mac Beth and Mac Duff. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. Double Mac. Macbeth, Macbeth. Beware Macduff. Which, which one's Big Mac? Beware the famed corridor. The famed corridor? <laughs> the famed corridor. <laughs> Beware the fame corridor. That's what it sounded like for a second. The fame corridor. Beware. Uh, Watch Dogs (laughs) 2. So, after all my slight moaning that it wasn't going to have that interesting a story trailer, it didn't have that much of an interesting story trailer. It was just like you're very much a cliched hacktivist story. <laughs> and and you seem to, I'm worryingly, I think the lead character is going to be a bit of a dick. Yep. Um, Trying it, to be cool. Yeah. It's not cool. <laughs> but I liked their reveal. Like, like I went back and watched their reveal trailer properly. Like, you know, that, 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 that music, wherever it is, the sort of, I couldn't work out if they were saying <laughs> spaz, spaz if you want to or. Smash if you want to, whatever that lyric is in that song. But that was quite a cool sort of, more of a music video than a trailer. Grappling hook. There's a grappling hook, yeah. <laughs> and drones. And drones are back. Yep, and drones. Lots of drones. But- <laughs> also, that was, you see the bit in the live demo they did where he's standing on that crane. Yeah. And it's like, how am I going to move this crane? Well, I better use my drone to hack the control panel that I'm standing right next to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently you can't just push a button any longer. No, yeah, I'm right here. I can't just, like, go boop. <laughs> also, the other funny thing about Watch Dogs 2, stay frosty and delete the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But they were sort of said as jokes, weren't they? Maybe. The we didn't even talk about the sorry, but the the in the Scorpio video, it was like these are the highest quality pixels. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. That, I don't remember that was. Yeah, sad. there was some really bad oh, stuff. Wow. Like it wasn't that wasn't it as well. There were like three terrible phrases in quick succession. <laughs> anyway, highest sorry. Highest quality pixels. <laughs> I was like, what? HDR gaming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Watch Dogs. I, I thought that gameplay trailer was okay actually I, like it seems like it's a, a little more to do a little more interesting than the fir- what I've seen of the first game mm. again I'm not going to be the best judge on this yeah. but I'm just a little uncomfortable like something rubs me the wrong way of being it's the uncharted effect in some degree but you sort of uncharted gets away with it of being the supposed moral high ground Gunning, what? She's still shooting dudes. But he doesn't. In, though. He in, tases the, them. in the demo, he tases them. But there are clear shots that have been shown maybe, of him running around with assault rifles. Or maybe that's the choice. Maybe that's yeah. like the good guy path is non-lethal. So <laughs> I, I googled it, and apparently Microsoft has removed the line and republished the trailer. <laughs> what the the line was? Um, These are the highest quality pixels that anybody has seen, and they've taken it out of the trailer. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Who said it is the thing? Because they were all like developers, weren't they? Most of them. Like, yeah. Because yeah. the guy, the guy from Bethesda, was one of them, right? The the lead on Fallout. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but I'm sure we can find out. Anyway, hilarious. That's, that's quite funny. Uh, yeah, and Watch Watchdog seemed it seemed okay. Like I'm a bit worried it's style over substance again. And you're going to be stuck playing as an ass for the entire yeah. time. Yeah, he seemed. I'll, I'll admit he seemed less of an ass than Aiden Pierce. But well, Aiden Pierce is a different kind of ass. Yeah, I guess it's this guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that is. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bald, yeah. The bald man. So yeah, balding man. Anyway, what's his name? This guy, the the black Marcus guy? something. Marcus. Yeah. Okay. Also, most was like impossible set of sunglasses. I don't know if it's that impossible. I don't know. It seemed to detect intent of emotion. And I mean, no, he probably just has like a control panel or like a glove sensor or something where he just twitches a different finger. Mm, <laughs> That's how I do it. Maybe. What does it tone rose tinted when? <laughs> no, no, no. It's basically just a, like a full on face mask, but he's got like LED eyes. Uh-huh. And, the, and the the eyes change to some kind of emotion. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. To to express, but he wears this mask the entire time. Like like, like spoiler alert, probably a twist involving who that guy is. <laughs> probably, or he's just that guy who yeah. always wears that thing. Maybe, but it's a little weird. Make me think of the sunglasses in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That if they ever sense that anything dangerous or that's going to cause you anxiety is going to happen, oh, they yeah, turn yeah, totally yeah. black. So you're totally fine. <laughs> you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> that's a good idea. Apart from maybe you know, I can't see your own death coming. <laughs> that's the point. You're going to remain totally chill until the end. <laughs> Uh, except for the fact you'll know that when they turn black it's like, yeah, it's that's weird. the joke yeah. that's the joke <laughs> there we go uh, November 15th release date <laughs> and this is the point where talking about Ubisoft's film teams yep Sony apparently they have more than one yeah Sony Pictures rocked up and were like hey guys we're gonna fund a Watch Dogs film because it's such a innovative genre. Oh, uh, it's. It, I mean, I'm sure it'll have Aiden Pierce's iconic cat in it. Yeah, <laughs> iconic. Well, that's a bad idea. I know, I, when did it change to everyone saying the cat was iconic from the trench coat? Wasn't the trench coat the thing that they physically sold, or was that no way that no, was their sex, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's where I was getting confused. I, he has the iconic trench coat. It was the Pierce cat. has the cat. The, the only reason the cat was supposedly iconic was because it had the Watchdogs logo on it. <laughs> yes, neither of which are iconic nope. in any way. No, nope. <laughs> you have to earn that. You can't just say it's iconic. Uh. Yeah, so that's happening. Well, a Watchdogs film. Give it another four years, we might see something. I mean, that's just like such a generic thing yeah, to make a film about. Yeah, it could be anything, right? It's just a hacker film. Yeah. They've, been done, they've been done for it since the 80s, and even before hacking made any kind of sense. At it's, least now it sort of makes sense, I guess. It depends what they're going for. Like, there could be some good parkour action sequences if they're going for the Marcus angle, or. <laughs> because they've just made Assassin's Creed and they already know how to do that. I've got a chance. <laughs> I guess yeah but chances are they'll probably go for the Aiden Pierce and the emotional family story but there's it's a bullshit emotional family story it's not even like an interesting emotional family story like oh no someone died 
Surprise. It's a classic character backstory. So what would Protect be... my niece. Go on then. What would it be? What would be your ultimate video game movie? Like, if you could pick any game to, like, base a movie on. Hmm. Too, too big of a question. That's quite yeah. a good question. Too many options. You'd, you'd think Uncharted would possibly be... I mean, though, well, that you know, basically those, is a film. Yeah, it's so close <laughs> that they could do it quite easily, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know they tried with Tomb Raider several times, and are apparently trying again. But that you could make something out of... You could make something good out of that. They haven't already. Tomb Raider. Yeah. But it's just Indiana Jones that's not... Yeah, I, I guess. That's the trouble. British Indiana Jones with more guns and less whips. <laughs> well, There's going to be something more creative. Like, this is a bad... I don't think this would work because the game is perfect and there's no point making it a film or whatever but like if you could do something like Grim Fandango with Pixar quality animation the thought was in my head yeah yeah, but make it like uh, funny but also like a film noir type thing or whatever and like that that could have been a cool Mm. if that wasn't a game it could have been a cool film but maybe maybe it wouldn't work I don't know but at least that's like creative and different mm. whereas like Tomb Raider is just the problem is that often they're like they are stealing from films as video games and then it feeds back into a film yeah. it doesn't work so well we did did you hear that they're doing trying to do a film about Tetris <laughs> yes I mean that it's interesting just because <laughs> what it, are they going to do exactly it's so abstract well, it's just like asteroids and that never happened yeah <laughs> well, no, but Asteroids is way more obvious about what you could do with it. <laughs> yes, but it's still, like, pretty abstract. You only call it... As- it's only obvious what you do with Asteroids if you don't really make it anything to do with how the game works. <laughs> if you make it about literally shooting Asteroids and then they break into small ones and then an alien turns up sometimes, <laughs> that's not going to make much sense. Doom. Oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. I guess you could do something with the Mass Effect universe, maybe. Don't know. Mass Effect would work quite well as a film because that universe—it's one of those things where the Mass Effect universe is diverse enough that you could probably tell any. We've talked about this like when we yeah. alluded to what Andromeda might be. You could probably tell any story you wanted to mm. in that universe and make it fit. And it's strong enough to hold its own again alongside a Star Wars or a Star Trek yeah. universe. You wouldn't necessarily have to follow the story of Shepard and no. the Reapers or any of that stuff, or. Um, you know, you could make you could quite easily just make a series about character interactions and stuff like that. It's like you could you could do anything. It's a little bit like the Marvel world. You could probably just tell do whatever you wanted to. Yeah, the advantage of the Marvel world for in terms of making films is there's all these stories that have been done in comics that yeah, you can yeah. just rip off bits of whatever and plug it together into a into a different yeah like you, yeah you can puzzle piece like oh let's take this from this yeah. story and this from this story. And- Whereas the stories in games are kind of only. Really, I mean, some of them are good, but they're only really there to to impact, you know, enable yeah. the gameplay. And there's not enough to just pick from. Whereas comics, all there is is story and some drawings. Katamari Damashi. That film be like the King of All Cosmos just doing a stand-up show for like ninety minutes <laughs> and then destroying the universe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be a TV show like it, Adventure it, Time. It could be a pretty hilarious comedy. And, well, I don't know. I, I would say a you know, pretty out there comedy. Like. Yeah, I don't think Katamari is like hilarious. Really, it's more dry in a lot of cases. <laughs> it's still pretty good. It's still pretty funny. Whoever did the translation work on yeah. those early on those early ones for the English games, like so, yeah, real good. 
Okay. Make, they could actually make a Final Fantasy film and not make it suck, except they can't. Yeah, I mean, can't. I mean, I thought of that, but you would really have to condense something, wouldn't you? Like, what? None of the existing games would storylines would really work, or would have to be so highly adapted. I don't know. I mean, some you, of them maybe are... FF10, maybe because that follows quite a traditional arc, really. Yeah, and I it's guess. actually more. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's more a more normal quote quote story. Well, I mean, I think eight could work. You just have to like trim out quite a lot of bullshit and skip quite quickly to the amnesia part. Yeah, <laughs> and the man with the gun. How do you do the stuff with the like other city and the the part the flashbacks? Of the, or is that inconsequential? Isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like to some extent, there's quite a lot of inconsequential stuff in there. Yeah. So really, yeah, it's a good question. Beyond good and evil. <laughs> That could work. Mm. Uh, although it is mostly a game about photography, but yeah. you know. It could work. Right. Uh, s- that. So, and then their one surprise, I guess, they ended the show with a lengthy discussion about their extreme winter sports game, which is steep. Which is an entirely new genre, again, as they <laughs> like saying about their new shit. And yeah. it's like, yeah, really. Well, sort of. I think it's the first proper, proper, proper open world winter sports game, you could argue. I suppose the Amp series was sort of going that way, but... Yes, but you can't just call it a new genre because you've mashed two other genres together. Yeah, because you've done... The- <laughs> you've made an open world plus winter sports. Mm. That's not that new. Yeah, I guess. And also, you know... It didn't, it didn't actually look that fun. Well, it's because it doesn't, like... It doesn't seem to have any point... Which is what the like, it's just like, it's a big open world and you can go anywhere and you can do one of these four things down the side of a mountain. And it's just like, well, yeah, you can. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. What is the point? It's just like, if I wanted to fly wings here, I'd go play Just Cause 3. Because mm. it's basically exactly the same thing. You get points for being close to the ground and stuff, you know, like Just Cause 3. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so no major... No major upsets in the Ubisoft show. And also, the other thing about that steep game is they were incredibly casual about people just dying all the time. Well, yes. With brutal, crunching sound effects. <laughs> yeah, and screams. Yep. And it's like, this guy's in a lot of pain. And they, weren't even, they like, didn't even mention it slightly. No, not really. It's like, oh, no, yeah, that guy has now died. No, Never mind. There was just quite a lot of it happening. <laughs> it was like they'd sort of got the sound mix wrong or something because the crunch just really stood out. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me a little bit of the was it Amp Three had the had specifically the Doctor mode or something where it's like break as many bones as you can. Well, it was like the skate games, yeah, had their bone murdering simulators. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in that case, it was funny. So a reasonably well put together show, but it'd be no super embarrassing moments, no awkward. Well, Here's a guy who looks yeah. like Altair. here. They didn't go into the crowd for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And so, and I guess they closed on like a celebration of Ubi being thirty years old now as an organization. So, as part of their Ubi Thirty celebrations, Ubi they're 30. In, they're they're going to be giving away some game uh, free every month until the end of the year. Oh, Which, cool. If I don't know if it's the same thing as what's currently on Games of Gold, but on Games of Gold at the moment, the crew is currently free. You know, they're open world racer from yep. 
two years ago now? A year and a half ago? Yep. <laughs> Mysteriously rubbish. Yeah. So just not Aver- that mysterious. Just, just average. Painfully average. Uh, yeah. So, 30 years of Ubisoft. Could have done with a few more surprises. Could have done with something else, you know, that they were working on, I guess. Everything was a bit too, it was a bit safe. No new Rayman game, come on. No. No, not even Rabbids. No Beyond Good and Evil 2 news. <laughs> well, yeah, as usual. <laughs> even though they've filed those trademarks or whatever. Absolutely. As usual. Yeah, as, as usual. As they keep doing. Absolutely nothing. Every time they expire. Um, uh, although they did then apparently say later when asked about Beyond Good and Evil 2 it's like oh yeah yeah that's still being made <laughs> yep so I, I guess don't give up hope it may come eventually mm. may uh, right Hello, Sony. Sony! Sony! Sony. It was a very weird Sony press conference because because suddenly Sony seemed to have decided to have no bar graphs or talking. They went from the most bar graphs and talking to absolutely fucking none. Yeah. Nothing but game trailers non-stop. And mm. like, occasionally a dude would come on stage and say like five words and then he'd leave it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Good for them. It's a... It's a slightly weird approach to do it without any talking at all. Yeah. Um, that it just went trailer, 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 trailer. But it does, I guess, make it a bit more interesting for us. Maybe they were just trying to cram as much as possible into a TV slot. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, we've got so many games! Why have a conference when you could have a YouTube playlist? I don't know. Yeah, especially when you haven't got a great deal to actually say. Because <laughs> they need somewhere for Kojima to stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I to, like, walk, or, like... Jesus, <laughs> down the whole bunch of lit up steps. Especially, and also, they wanted an orchestra, apparently, because yeah. that's how you, how you start this. Which was actually kind of cool. Kind of. There was some stuff they did, like, timed playing two trailers. Yeah, that, it did that, seem like it was probably a bit of a hassle. It, well, yeah. Especially if you're doing the couple that were live gameplay, where it's just like, yeah. how do you time that with actual music? Yeah, high, highly rehearsed. Um... But a good show overall. So let's run through it. Um, so the orchestra, they opened with an orchestra of music from... Um, I think that was music from God of War. Well, you assume so. Uh, with, with, with a lady beatboxer at one point. Well, if you call that beatboxing. Sort of lady beatboxing, yeah. Because uh, they they opened straight away with gameplay demo, like which they painstakingly showed you lots of cutaway images of to make you say, yeah, we're actually playing this. This is live. Um of the new God of War game and it seems the rumours by which it's uh, the rumours of it being based on Norse mythology this time seem founded well founded it is. well founded well founded well founded sir <laughs> you founded it hard <laughs> uh, yeah because it sort of is it sort of seems to be survivally based in the cold wilderness cold um, uh, and they they, they mix they're, they're definitely mixing things up this time, so it's not like a Devil May Cry Bayonetta style action game. It seems Maybe. like way more in your face, like up close and personal, almost yeah. Dark Soulsy mm. in yeah. its in its combat. Um, and people seem quite stoked about that. 
but still keeping its trademark brutality level, it seems. Hmm. Not quite so much. We're going to rip the brain out well, of this one at anyway. all. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably get to it. So we'll see how that goes, but it, it's way more interesting to me than God of War ever was. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Something so, there's just always been something so bland and sort of just deeply, deeply unappealing about that series. Just nothing about it. Nothing. Speaking of bland and not even the push, not even the push X to sex. <laughs> like <laughs> speaking of bland. <laughs> Here comes another goddamn post-apocalypse game. Yeah, the third zombie game of the show. Mm. Here we have a reveal trailer for a brand new <coughs> franchise called Days Gone. Or should you say half a reveal, because they for some reason decided to make this the big thing of the conference, where they had this one at the start and then more of it at the end. Yeah, it's like they seem quite proud of this. For some reason. Yeah. So this was just the trailer. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about that more later. The reveal trailer, first of all, and it was... I mean, it looked okay. I, I for for a brief moment, I thought Last of Us Two. Yeah. For a brief moment, and then it's like, no, this is stylistically going in a very different direction. And those zombies don't look like they've got fungus. Well, the trick was they didn't really show any zombies in the first video. No. So you're like, oh, is this just a post-apocalypse? apocalypse that is just like a normal post-apocalypse? Yeah, I guess not. Like, has has society just collapsed for some other reason? Yeah, but no, it's fucking zombies. It's just freaking zombies. Yeah. Um. So another, not really trailer trailer for Last Guardian. Yeah. There's more lots of text on screen saying, "Hey, this took us a really long time." <laughs> yep, it's still taking us more time. Yeah, but but it's the first time it's had a solid release date. Well, as solid as any release date. Is. October twenty fifth this year, Last Guardian is finally happening. Maybe. <laughs> Zach's still not convinced. They delayed Frank and Nomad Sky at the last minute, didn't they? So, you know, there's still at least okay. another two or three months that they could potentially have to delay this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But, you know, it's kind of a big thing. It's still coming. Let's hope it's good. Something about when they actually zoomed in to show you the kid's face or something, where suddenly the aesthetic of that game sort of fell apart for me a bit. Well, know. yeah, you don't want to see any of that close up, I don't think. No. <laughs> um, but then what does look good, I mean, like, really, really good, yep. and every time they show more of it, I'm so, so into it, is Horizon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zero Dawn. Just, just looks great. Every time they show it, like, like... It's got a little bit of that Tomb Raider slash Uncharted style, like the characters talking to you and explaining what she needs to do. Yeah, talking to herself. Yeah, it's still really uh, annoying. It's, it's, but it, it's kind of fine. I kind of like it. Like reaction to herself. And then there's that guy and the conversation between with him looked a little bit Bioware-y. Well, yeah, that conversation was fine. It's all the other talking to yourself. It's just like, why? I mean, you it's a way of not putting like HUD on the screen, I suppose. Mm. You're not saying like well, you're you're not scanning an enemy, and then like a little thing is coming up and saying fire weakness on like on the scan order. Or she's saying it to herself in a way that like makes some of as, as if she as if she read something or something. even though something. she is literally scanning it with a like bio implant that she has apparently. Mm. So it's like it's not like she wouldn't have a HUD. <laughs> apparently, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's a conceit, isn't it? It's mm. quite common these days. I don't mind it. It just yeah. seems 
It's, it seems worse when you it's a character who's by themselves all the time. It's like Nathan Drake, at least sometimes there's other people in the vicinity. <laughs> He's occasionally talking to, if not talking to himself by himself. No, he talks to himself a lot. Well, yeah, he does, but... An awful lot. It leads into talking to other people. Yeah. But this, this thing that's cool, like, you get give hints of what the real story is in this. Like, there's some kind of ancient mecha that are corrupting the other mecha, whatever that really actually means. Well, it's just like... Other a, than making them rampant, I guess. Yeah, it's just going to be like, you know... In the ancient human civilization, there was probably just like a virus that some that was contained somewhere that got out at some point or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think the world. I think it, it, the world looks cool. And although it did seem that like you could win most fights by firing the ropes at stuff. Well, it seems like you could. Or maybe you had to weaken them and then pokeball them with the ropes sure, or something. Yeah. And also, like the. I don't know if they changed it at some point, but the ropes seem like they like the enemies do much less to resist the ropes than they used to. Like Maybe. as soon as you get one they on, got... they almost stop, even though you yeah. technically need two or three to actually fully stop them. Maybe. <laughs> Although the, the, that sort of the boss type thing they showed did eventually manage to break them at some point. Sure. And you know, Although that looked more like it was just she did it wrong. It's like you, oh, to, you have to attach the bit that can rotate and slice the whole. <laughs> Tie that uh, yes. up first. Also, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like where those, like if you think about where those ropes were being tethered, the robot could just, you know, walk towards them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that is one of the problems with that whole thing. Yeah, they'd probably get like tie it down from all angles, really. Yeah. Which doesn't really work when you're in first third person close by and mm. not running around them really quickly. Yeah, but that game looks that game looks solid. You can ride things. <laughs> You can hack wildebeest robots to be your horse. I, my my note here says Red Dead Repair. Mm. <laughs> repair. Yeah, it's the best I could come up with. Uh, yeah, looks cool. Um, so then, also, like while we're in the middle of just jumping trailer to trailer to trailer, uh, they, here comes some David Cage action, and uh, Detroit was shown a little more. Um, did did it have the subtitle before no, become so. human? Is that a new thing? Yeah. Um, so that's the Quantic Dream um, game based off the old car attack demo, where androids are going a bit nuts and may have feelings, and some of them are starting to act like humans and red light be means bit, evil. Yeah, if, if, the, <laughs> if their little ring on their forehead on their temple goes red, then they're, they're going a bit nuts. <laughs> Very convenient. Yeah. yeah, it's like an evil meter in the, <laughs> yeah. in the software that, that corresponds to this particular light. It's like those. Um, was it was it Toyota that came up with cars that would ch- change the lighting on them based on how it thought the mood of the driver? Oh was. right, okay. Like if it thought you were driving aggressively, the the lights would go red to warn other people that you were driving aggressively. Seriously, yeah. rather than to calm you down in yeah. that kind of way. <laughs> um. But yeah, they were basically they were keen to show off, like, "Hey, we're 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 no longer doing the uh, illusion of choice thing. We're going to make choices matter well, theoretically. Maybe. Theoretically, yeah, <laughs> we're saying that that's what we're doing, but maybe we'll still be in the loop." It did seem like there were, I don't know, at least eight different endings to that scenario. Sure, but like, does that matter? And how big a scenario was that? And yeah, how does it diamond into the whole story? You know, that kind of stuff is a bit unknown, but. They're trying, maybe. Could, yeah, it could be interesting. 
It looks quite cool. Style is quite nice. Mm. But then I say that about almost all Quantic Dream games, <laughs> and then and then you play them. Uh, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, and then again, somewhat surprise reveal um, of the new Resident Evil game, yeah. which looks a lot like PT because it's in VR. Also, well, and it's in VR, but yeah, it's like it's you wandering around a dark and creepy house. Wow, a horror game again. Yeah. Like they were meant to be in the first place. From first person and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, they're going <laughs> going that way with it, rather than where I guess it ended up in the last two installments as basically being shooters. Yeah. I mean, first person seems pretty obvious for a horror game, right? Yeah. Scary. Especially in VR. It's cool to think that maybe they saw, they looked at PT and was all like, okay, this is awesome. We need maybe we can use this in a different franchise. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but like it's a different company, right? Well, yeah. Like, that's it, what it come up, but Capcom look at it and just all like, no, we can use this. And PT's no longer a thing, so we can use this and people will be happy. <laughs> we can basically steal this other company's money by stealing their idea. <laughs> essentially, much, yeah. Um, and it's got a release date of January twenty fourth. Next year, so another early next year game on PlayStation, or just in general, actually, just another early next game, next year game. Mm. Um, and then everyone realised it's like, oh wait, that PSVR demo called Kitchen. There was a clue all along because apparently the T was stylized to look like a seven, and everyone thought, oh. <laughs> it's like, why didn't we see it? Yes, exactly. Why didn't you see it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so here comes PSVR segment. Uh, October 13th is the official release date uh, this year for PSVR. Uh, there will be 50 games at launch with some amount of VR support or full VR support. Whatever you call the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they then went on to list a whole load of stuff. Several of which were called experiences. Yeah, or like add-ons for other games you can assume so the one that they launched was something that looked like it was ground up designed for VR at least which is Farpoint some kind of on a planet that looks a bit like Mars but obviously isn't Mars survival for FPS yep with guns yep uh, not answering the, the controller question I guess like is it touch controllers to well, hold your gun or move controllers Sorry, that's what I meant, yeah. Move controllers. But then move controllers don't have the buttons on them to make you move, that, or do they? Uh, I don't know, but I, there was another game that definitely had a like a Wii-style plastic shell that you put around a move controller to make it more like a gun. Hmm. They've done that before. Not that this game will necessarily do that. But. Sure, I can't remember if move controllers have like D-pads though, or sticks so you can move around the world. Like to actually just walk in it. Well, you're meant to use another half. You're meant to use. You're meant to hold like a PlayStation controller in your other hand, right? And just use half the half of it with the one stick. Oh, was that what they? Ooh, that's kind of weird. I think that was what one of the solutions for Move was at some point. That's a bit weird. Or you could use two Move controllers. I'm not sure how that would help, but you could. Mm. <laughs> oh, it seemed okay. I mean, visually, anyway. Mm. And you know, that it wasn't a bad trailer. Although everyone seemed a bit. Over 
shocked about seeing things. As I was like, what the hell is that? Oh. <laughs> well, they probably weren't expecting it. Mm. Maybe it is Mars. Maybe. Well, they didn't seem to know where they were, and like, the, when their AI scanned it, it's like, nope, I don't know where we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then a very familiar voice started playing in the darkness. And it didn't take long for me to go, oh, that's the Joker. You forgot about Battlefront. Oh, did I? Oh, yes, I did. But, you know, um, there wasn't anything to say about that. You fly no, X-Wing in VR. They're doing some it's sort of... It's probably a, like, one-mission thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's an add-on to Battlefront made yeah. by Criterion, apparently. And it's called... Criterion. And its name is X-Wing VR Mission. <laughs> yeah. So, don't expect much from that. Single mission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's proof of concept, I guess. This is how to treat that. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, then they, they you know cut to the Joker talking about something and it spinning around Batman's mask, and then just said Arkham VR. What the hell is that? So, Don't know. Well, supposedly it's another VR experience type thing. You start off in Wayne Manor or whatever, and you're sitting at a piano, and Alfred comes in and he says something about something that's happened—a crime of some kind, I guess. <laughs> And then you push the secret keys on the piano and go to the back cave. <laughs> and then you, then you put your shit on and then you go to a crime scene and then do some Batman type things. Okay. No combat. Is it the forbidden keys? You would assume so. <laughs> uh, yep, so there's that. And then the utterly terrible looking Final Fantasy XV VR experience. Yep. That's just Basically like- seemed to turn it into a, a, um, a light gun game. Which well. wouldn't necessarily going to be a bad thing, except then there's reports coming out of people actually trying to play it and it being god awful, like right. like practically non functional uh, at this well, point. But it's just like there's also like why. Well, it's you know it's not a light gun game if you're thinking about the actual mechanics of Final Fantasy. I mean, he, he, I guess that guy does technically use a gun, mm. but that's just a gun. It just shoots it. <laughs> like, it seems like what else are you going to do with VR though right you're playing as a, the character with guns well I mean yeah sure but it's not how it's not relevant to the Final Fantasy anything yeah, I suppose you could maybe like cast magic with your other hand or something I don't know and also it's a but VR then you don't experience. need to aim yeah <laughs> and also it's a VR experience so you know sure not going to be how you're supposed to play that game might even not be a separate product. Might might theoretically even be built into Final Just Fantasy be part of it. Yeah, yeah, you'll get a little VR bonus in our game. I suppose it isn't too bad when you put it that way. It's like you come in for the real party, and we'll give you a little something extra. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Um, because that also seems like something that they might try and release early to build hype for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, so then we went to space. Yep, COD space. Yeah, I. I got to say, it took me way longer than it should have to peg that that was COD. <laughs> it took a while. But it was after like we'd already seen the what's, it was trailers in, for space cops, well, weren't we? Well, it's because it started well, we knew, we entirely went, in space. Yeah, we knew they went to space, but it started entirely space, like you being the captain of a ship or something, and then wandering about for a while, and and, looking at the tactical maps. Yeah, looking at maps and stuff, and then sort of like it being like, and then there's a sort of seamless sequence where you get into. A fighter, a fighter, fighter get launched out of the cockpit, and then get and then have a bit of space combat, um, and then have to then be part of a breach onto a ship and do kind all this stuff inside a ship. And at no point did I th- look at it in during all of that wind up, and even the sort of outer space fight, and be all like, "This looks like a COD game." 
Dude, like, mm-hmm. it. the feel is different from that trailer. Well, maybe. And it was a real good trailer. It's got to be said. That's, like, it has sold me on this idea. And it's the, like, that is probably a single sequence in the game. It will probably not happen again. Well, it also but, doesn't tell you how much of that was, like, actually being played. Especially the space shooting part. That could theoretically have just been an entirely on-rails thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, you probably don't have that much control at all, but... One can hope. But it looked real good. Also grappling hook. Also grappling. Space grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> sort of necessary. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a bit where you were a jet fighter in the last card or whatever that yeah. was on rails? Uh, well, sort of. It was like... It was half on rails. Like, you still had to fly. You still had to avoid the rocks otherwise you'd insta-die and have to do the whole sequence again. Mm. You know, there was a certain level of you're actually flying this. Um... I'd say there was probably more to it than, like, Battlefield 3's jet sequence. Oh, yeah. You weren't meant to be flying in Battlefield 3. You were the gunner, except it didn't make any sense to be a gunner in a bomber, essentially. Your job was to look at things to shoot them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> VR experience. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but, no, I thought that trailer was real good. Like, it's got me interested in what that game is going to be. Um... More of that, please. Mm. Also, why is it that when you blow over the cockpit to the bridge... Can you hear it? Well, no, not, <laughs> not, that's, just a, that's just a game. You always mm. make sound in space because that's how games work. No, it's like, why is it that when you blow over the cockpit to this capital ship and everyone gets sucked out of the, out of the ship, why does that also turn the gravity off? Because <laughs> I come inside and it's like, okay, let's re-enable the gravity. Yeah, quite a lot of weird <laughs> stuff happened when they just took out the bridge, didn't they? Took out the windows, yeah. Mm. It doesn't I mean, no. hack the shutters open as well. and That seemed unnecessary as well, really. Mm. I expect if you broke the glass, those shutters probably wouldn't be airtight. <laughs> I mean, you'd need to get the shutters out of the way in order to get in there, sure. Mm. Yeah, I But it was cool. It was cool. They apparently have artificial gravity, so, you know. Yeah. And is it t-shirt time? Call of Duty. Well, not quite. They showed a little bit of COD 4 remastered as well. Well, yeah. Not anything new, I guess, because it's an <laughs> old game. Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> Does it look good? Hey, yeah, it looks all right. Cool. It looks like the old one did, but with nicer graphics, right? It's it, it's one of those things that looks about as good as you remember it. You know, like we've got used to modern graphics tech, so yeah. you sort of remember COD 4 looking like that but it clearly didn't. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, they've done a pretty good job, you cool. could argue. Um, it did remind me like about bits of that game, though. Like It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, I remember that bit. And Stuff they, like that. And they showed the nuke, because surprise. Yeah, well, nuke. yeah. I just remember going up and down that damn hill of that village. One mission, you have to go to the top, and the next mission... Do you have to fight back down? Do you remember you're, when you're the SAS and it's some yeah. village, there's a barn at the end oh, or whatever, yeah. and there's a crash helicopter in the middle or whatever. I just remember spending ages, and yeah. it's all vegetation everywhere, and you're getting shot from all over the place, and it's like, go over there, now go to the other one, and now go to the house. It's ah! <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm trying to work out if it was that, was that or one of the Black Ops. Is. Pretty sure that was Cod yeah, 4. Sure. I didn't play Black Ops. Yeah. Might have been a similar sequence in one of the Black Ops. Yeah. Uh yeah, cod. 
Looks alright. Uh, and then Sean Layden got to be all like, hey, I wasn't wearing that t-shirt for nothing, guys. <laughs> well, then they got to basically... We're, we're, we're doing some deals to get Crash back. Well, then they basically got to do the same thing that they did for Final Fantasy VII two years ago, where everyone got super excited and it turned out to not be what they thought it was, and, and then everyone was super bummed. <laughs> I don't know if everyone... Like, at the time, the crowd seemed still quite happy with the fact that they've got Crash back and he's going to I think to be- that was more because they hadn't realised what he just said. <laughs> they started cheering as he was winding up to and saying Crash Bandicoot is back and it's like and it's a remaster of the original games it's not anything new yeah a complete, <laughs> a complete re- it's basically yeah a complete rewrite of the first three games not like a remake in the Final Fantasy 7 remake no. sense, but then they're making the first three games like from the ground up again well um, I mean they'll, they'll be yeah, the same games an engine that functions I guess yeah but yeah, I feel like that was another same situation as Final Fantasy VII two years ago when they released the remake of that. Oh, where yeah. it's I just think like... the crowd remained happy with that, but it's just kind of like you know we're making Crash a little less, little little easier on the eyes, and maybe that's all we we ever wanted. No, what people wanted was a new one. I'm pretty sure. And step in the right direction because that was a difficult deal to get, right? Because Activision own it. Yep. And but Sony really want it. Well. <laughs> Or do they? Seems <laughs> they want it sufficiently for a remaster, but do they want it any more than that? Well, Activision have also agreed to put it in Skylanders. Yeah, weirdly. That new Skylanders game where you can apparently like, just change parts of your thing, and it, they made it look like you could draw a picture of yep, a hero, and it would... That's not yeah. how that works. No, it can't be. It looked like it was just like bit by bit. Well, apparently it's, not, apparently it's not even physical like that either, which is disappointing. They yeah. could come up with a way to make the model like made of three parts that you could snap together somehow with magnets or something. It's mm. not. I guess it'd be tricky for the chip to know what had happened, but or maybe expensive. Well, sure. But it's not. It's just like a crystal, like the previous Trap Team ones, where it's just like a crystal that represents the thing that you captured right. or created in this case. Yeah, and it's like it would have been nice to see the remasters as well, but they're like, nope. But he's turning up in the Skylanders game. Go, go, go. Let's watch that instead. No. <laughs> I think that was the moment everyone was like, oh, we want to see the remasters. But, uh, yeah, and then a uh, quick trailer for Lego Force Awakens. Yep. Which, if you hadn't seen the movie, was <laughs> all like, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> seen that movie. A bit spoilery oh though, but yeah. Uh, has and been... actually not enough whimsy in it. You know, it was just like replicating the film in Lego. Well, I did like... There was a couple um, of slapstick moments. But... I like the Kylo Ren literally having a teenager's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was quite good. And I'm sure there was one moment where something happened in the background and like Han was just <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> well, I can't remember what, but it, there didn't seem to be enough of that. Like a lot of it was very straight. This well, is what happened in the film. We're just doing it in Lego animation. It's because that's what they, what the main part of that is going to be. Oh, wasn't it the guy with the t- the, the the weird devil ended vibro sword thing? Oh like, yeah, and hand just shoots him. Yep, <laughs> traitor. Do me yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not, not sure I care. Out end of June. Demo available now. I think they said. Uh, and then boom, boom, boom. Here comes Hideo Kojima. 
walking too fast for the graphics, you fool. Yeah, yeah. Learn your staging. His, the light-up floor panels below him, he was a little bit ahead. He was a little bit ahead, but who cares? It's Kojima entering the stage in grand style, only for the crowd to go wild for a second and him to go, hey guys, watch my trailer, and then wander off. Yeah. But hang on, hang on. Like, Kojima, like... How did he get to be such a such a big deal? Has he always been this big a deal, or, or is it is it five or Metal Gear Solid four or what? What? When, at what point did he become like freaking Space Jesus or whatever he is? I think now? it was a pretty big deal. With, like all <coughs> with red, one, with one, I guess yeah. so. But I mean, I don't think we've heard as much about him as we have because at the time he was doing those, a lot of wasn't it narrative experiments, wasn't he? He like he did. What was this cadet space game or something like some kind of anime space game that I think had a was it Sega CD or something <laughs> that was considered like reasonably like forward thinking for the time? Right. Um, I don't know if it was any good, but like I think he was trying to push some boundaries and was at least recognised for that. But yeah, I think I think he's kind of been a big deal since the first Metal Gear, but I don't know if he's yeah. re- hit like mainstream. Uh, knowledge status till maybe four, right? I guess I don't. Think, I think it ha- it's only exploded in the way where you could probably talk to anyone who's played video games and be like Hideo Kojima, and they're like, "Oh right, yeah, that guy, that guy. Metal, the Metal Gear guy." But five has ramped it up, I guess, and all the drama, and all the, yeah, definitely all the drama, and the but, Silent Hill thing that got canned, and yeah, all that, I guess. So. <laughs> I mean, his, his new game is basically uh, like a big middle finger, isn't it? To like, yeah, to to Konami being like, "Hey, I've still got that actor we I wanted to work with. Norman Reedus is still in this thing." Um, and it's real weird. Well, maybe you know, this could just be a dumb concept video that not actually related to whatever he's making. We did kind of say Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus in. It said cast normal readers, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it was just he's really the only guy. guy. He's the only guy. Because it also could had, well be the only guy. Because it also had like music video credits on the bottom corner, yeah, like the music that, video does that, for the music. That music was pretty good. I need to figure out who that was. Well, it oh, said I think it I made right a, yeah, I think I made. I think I made an. Oh yeah, I did make a note of it. Actually, a band called Low Raw. But, but yeah, that's like did made a note. Yeah, you know, I'm not convinced. I'd done a note. I'm not convinced <laughs> that necessarily that is any way representative of the actual thing that he's making. Because <laughs> it could just be a dumb... Who knows? It's impossible to know. Yeah, it could be a dream sequence. Yep, exactly. But, you know, Death Stranding. That's what was going on in that video. Apparently. A lot of Death Stranding. Mass Death Stranding. And then five weird things floating in the air that we couldn't really see. Too small. Too small. Well, Kojima's back. And he's making weird stuff. What a surprise. And a disappearing baby. And appearing baby. <laughs> and hands. Lots of hands. Yep, hands. And butts. Real real butts. Uh, Insomniac Games. They're busy on stuff. Making the next Spider-Man game. Yep. If, if you were going to give a studio a Spider-Man game... Somniac might be the guys to do it. I think it looks like it could be cool. Given that, you know, if you think the Sunset Overdrive, I guess, was an experiment in traversal mechanics. Exactly. It's all about traversal with Spider-Man. Yeah. And they can do a decent open world. The New York looked pretty nice, I thought. Mm. Quite Grand Theft Auto-y in a way, because not, like, not 
cut, you know, comic-y or whatever, a bit. Yeah, a little bit. I see what I mean about his, his outfit, though. We didn't mention this on air, but that it's supposed to be like a blend of what people like about the various Spider-Man costumes. It's like... Yeah. I'm not sure it totally works. Like, no. I, I actually don't like the fact that the big spider on the front is white. Yeah, that's not as good. No. But we'll see. Hmm. It could actually work. I don't I know mean, who the, who the voice actor is. Is it actually the, the kid who's in the new I movie? don't know. I'm not sure it seemed... I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. It sounds like him. No. Yeah. Oh. They could just be going, you know, different universe, not actually based on... Yeah. Tied to the cinematic universe Might not or whatever. Be the MCU, yeah. Because um, there's only been one Spider-Man game. I think that people actually look on relatively fondly, and that was Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Because um, they got the swinging mechanic right, apparently. Relatively. And then have screwed it up ever since. Yeah. The classic, um, yeah, web web lines into the sky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it probably didn't make any sense, but it felt all right. So you know. Uh. Yeah, so there's that, and then they had to come back to Days Gone to show some gameplay, and that was when we found out zombies, zombies, and also creepy babies things like, like small the, zombies, small zombies, and also like apparently shooting them all is a, supposedly a good idea. Yeah, it's, it that seems makes like no fucking sense. It seems like they die pretty easily. Like maybe it's like a more of a disease than a like full on zombification kind of deal in sure. this. But, like, his plan seems to be, I'll run away and slow them down by putting tiny obstacles in the way while unloading clips upon clips of assault rifle arrows. Yeah, he had a lot of clips on him. <laughs> seems like a perfect plan for a post-apocalypse where mm. arrow is scarce. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of clips on him. And then once he killed them all, it turned out he hadn't killed them all, and there was even more! So then what are you going to do? <laughs> Shoot yeah. some more? Set fire to the whole place. <laughs> Set the building on fire? Yep, exactly. Also, why are all those zombies there? <laughs> yeah, why are there so many of them? Why, there, why were there fucking hundreds of people hanging around at a like, middle-of-the-forest sawmill during the apocalypse? <laughs> Was there like a rave going on nearby? Could be. Hot lumberjack rave. Yeah. Yep, clearly. So it's a zombie game. Don't, I don't care. No. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think I can care. I think they were trying to, like, make people impressed by how many zombies there were and, like, how they all animated individually. It's, um, you know, it's a there quite a lot. Point. And they did seem to be, like, a certain amount of, hey, we can climb over, like, the the dumb zombies that are just have just walked into the obstacle or whatever, and then the rest of them, like, climb yeah. over the others. That looked kind of cool. But it's like, that's not actually that impressive really it's been done I guess, I guess we've had hordes for a while yeah right? we've had hordes of things for quite a while like Dead Rising since Dead Rising has that really been that impressive a thing but yeah I don't know that, that thing's got to work hard to prove itself um, so what was missing no Shenmue news nope <laughs> nothing happening on that front no, nope. give it a couple more years. Well, honestly, I guess like you know, they've barely been in development when we heard about it last year. So, uh, give it a couple more years. Why I'm okay that, with that. They kickstart it, and then yeah, I think it was basically like Sony. It was one of those classic things where Sony were definitely involved right from the start. Yeah, and you know, once it got kickstarted and made the money 
target, Sony are basically bankrolling the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to be what's going on. Like one of those, you need to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll help you see if you can prove yourself. And if you do, we'll just, we'll, we'll pay for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that seems to be what's going on. Um, other news. Uh, they didn't show any Gravity Rush 2, which they talked about, I think, maybe Gamescom last year or Paris Games Week, very briefly. Um, uh, and those that have played it on the show floor say, this is actually really very good. Mm. They, sh- they probably should have showed it. Because <laughs> uh, the first Gravity Rush game, like because it was on Vita, I guess, didn't really get the audience that a lot of people seem to think it deserved. Like mm. that it was a solid game that just uh, you know, mis- mistargeted, I guess, in where it came out. There's no reason why it couldn't have come out on PS3. Mm. So, but good news that this one's coming to PS4 then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's hope for that. And that's all I've really got on the Sony front, unless there was anything out, out of show that happened afterwards. So, no. I think they basically covered all their, everything that's going on in this, in the, in the conference without too many surprises elsewhere. Yep. I mean, they already came out and said, we're not talking Neo. So they didn't say anything about Neo. <laughs> well, they didn't say anything about what was the game. Yeah. They barely even mentioned the VR. I feel like they had a stronger showing than Microsoft this year because yeah. they suffered a little bit less from sequelitis. Mm. A little bit less. You know, they still had a lot of sequels. Yep. <laughs> but or reboots or whatever, but they had Horizon, you know, they had all this VR stuff, they had Detroit, they had good looking card. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a sequel, but a good looking card. Kojima and Insomniac and like a whole load of new stuff mm. which they, again they've done for the last few years really they've come out and be like hey new stuff guys and most importantly they didn't show No Man's Sky <laughs> they didn't show No Man's Sky no they did the right <laughs> they did the right thing there well it sounds like they okay so spoiler alert I guess no for later on like no Red Dead Redemption 2 news was announced during E3 like no. Rockstar didn't say a thing um, and then after the Sony conference didn't have anything, a load of rumours sort of started flying around that uh, Rockstar were going to show during the Sony presser, right. but pulled out at the last minute. Right. To which the Sony executives piped up real quick and said, no, 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 no. We've, had this pl- we've had this planned to play out like this for a long time. Yeah. Um, like, for months, that was the yeah. phrase they said, so... It, you know, I, I don't think Rockstar ever planned to show anything. Um, God damn, they managed to hype it up regardless. Something yeah. Like it's the only thing I really wanted to see apart from Zelda. Yeah. Oh, never mind. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a shame that it wasn't there. But that also explains why No Man's Sky wasn't mentioned. Like, because I guess months ago, if, if if this was all true, that this had all been planned months ago. <laughs> then it would have already been out. Yeah, it, it would, they, they would have assumed it would already be out and didn't, didn't need to talk about it. Because they didn't talk about Uncharted 4 and stuff, because that's already out, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's different. Yeah. That would have been out for a little longer. Yeah. I mean, No Man's Sky wouldn't have technically been out. It theoretically wouldn't have come out until tomorrow, I think. Oh, really? Okay. 21st? Wait, is that two days away? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense that they were gonna, that they would leave it out. But it's a good thing that they did. Yep. It's good. 
We don't. We don't need to see any more of that. Everyone's. Everyone knows enough. Oh well. Not Every- that they actually know. Well, no, but that's the point. <laughs> the, the game is no, is figuring that out in some some capacity. In some capacity, I guess the reviews and stuff will shed light on what's going on. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, did you want to go to Ninty next? Yep. Oh, Which fortunately wasn't a. We, we might need you to carry on with notes. My phone is about to die. Well, I don't really have any more notes. All <laughs> yeah. I wrote is Nintendo, and then I wrote, <laughs> and then I wrote Zelda and Pokemon, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. So <laughs> Zelda comes across. They showed a lot of Zelda. A lot of Zelda. Yeah. Like they said they were going to do. Yeah. Um, so they showed a lot of Zelda. Um, it's open world. We got that much. Yeah. And it's somewhat surprising just how open world They've gone all it in. is. Yeah, it's tropes and all, mm. which I'm not 100% sure I'm totally happy about. Like, it just it feels a little bit like a copycat to that regard. Like, we're go- we're go- I'm going to get some apples, and I'm going to collect resources, and I'm going to chop down trees and steal the neatly piled, bundled piles of wood. I mean, I prefer that to every enemy spouting out rupees or whatever. That was stupid. I guess. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. this makes more sense. Well, they did have, like, monster guts in <laughs> Link Between Worlds and the horns. And yeah, that's true. Maybe they're moving in that direction already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to think it, the climbing thing is an interesting mechanic. The climbing thing is a bit... Like, just that they've like, like, yeah, Link can climb. I mean, like, that's cool, but it makes it, like, a bit tempting to do a whole Assassin's Creed climb, mm. climb everything, climb the towers to... to but I guess that's map. why they put yeah. the, like... Stamina meter on it. Yeah, yeah. So you can, you can climb within reason. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean they couldn't make towers that are designed to have like spots to rest on as, at the limits of how far you can climb within sure. one stamina bar. And it did seem like they were encouraging you to climb down as well as up. So don't just jump off this. Climb down it. Uh, right. <laughs> but why would you do that if there's water? If there's Always water, jump yeah, directly jump. into the water. Yeah, of course. Or you have the leaf thing. Yeah. Or mm. you just glide. Glide. Yeah. Or I you just break like the fall at the last possible second, as you do. <laughs> what was there? Was some crazy combo thing where you jump? There's like the grass is you set the grass on fire and then you jump into the updraft from the flames or something. Oh, with that's cool. the with the you know the gliding thing and it pulls you up and then you pull your bow out and shoot the thing in the face or whatever it in midair. It slows down. <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's comboing of bunch of stuff together other games do that obviously but yeah, yeah. it's got like the fire the like, trouble from is, like I guess Far Cry yeah. uh, and you know, I don't know the trouble is it's environmental like, stuff you're never going to you're 90% of the time you're not going to do that not necessarily because it's difficult which also might seem like it might be the case because like it's a lot of setup probably but it's like 90% of the time you're not going to do it because you just won't see it like that bit with the demo where they show you like you can roll a boulder down the hill to kill enemies yeah like if you didn't happen to happen across those enemies from that one specific direction where you see the boulder and you see the hill and you see how perfectly it's lined up, you're yeah. never going to think to, like, hang on a minute, before I go and run in here and just stab these enemies, let me look around for a minute to see if there's any conveniently perched boulders. But if anyone's going to somehow design the level or the approach to the way in, in such a way that you will notice, it's the designers of Zelda. But it's an open dungeons. world. Yeah. They can't guarantee where you're going to come from. Yeah, but, I mean, they'll think of something, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, they didn't see, did they show anything? Like in the guise of temples, 
Well, well, like, you know, like, dungeon-y type zones? So there's full dungeons, and then there mm. are, like, mini-dungeons or shrines. Which so, are basically, okay. like, the equivalent of those the, holes. Yeah, the puzzles. The, get. the puzzle rooms and stuff like that, I guess. The yeah. Mis- mysterious floor holes underneath boulders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those, yeah. The holes. Yeah. Which makes sense, I think, in yeah. a big open world. So it both looks like a Zelda-esque Zelda game and sort of doesn't. Which it, is it kind of cool, real interesting. But I think it looks good. I like the the world. I mean, it doesn't you know look as amazing because they don't have the horsepower. Sure, to do something. But I think the they, they style get around, they get around right it now. by stylizing it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Wind Waker had a great look that worked perfectly for that game, but it it was very cel shaded y And then they went a bit sort of towards the kind of Studio Ghibli kind of look with with. Skyward Sword. They yeah. went a bit too far, and it looked a bit weird and saccharine. Yeah, perhaps a bit too posterized. You mean? Yeah, sort of a little too. And this l- looks nice, I think. Yeah, it uh, does look it does look nice, especially the kind of grass. And I really liked that the at the end of the trailer, the kind of title card was just there was no music. It was just like the sounds of the world and the wind. It's because sometimes wind. So you know they were going to have the wind. It's sound. not wind though. Breath, breath it's of breath of the wild. wild. Well, the wild. Yes, breath the is same. You know, breath is wind. Yes, breath it? is wind, and yeah. it's the breath of the wild. So you're going to hear the wild the breath yeah. for a minute. The breath of the wild is kind of wind. But I like that focus on the sound design of the open world. Yeah, that's clever. Sounded sound neat. I like the kind of open the little bands of enemies that you come across or whatever. And then well, you like that now, but that way you know. That might get annoying over time. Whereas it's like, oh, look, here's another three random dudes coming yeah. around a random campfire randomly spread across the world. Depends how, yeah, what they do with it, how much variety there is mm. in that. Yeah, it looks looks interesting. I don't know if I'm, I would call myself hyped for it, but but it's it's exciting to see them go in a different direction. I think, yeah, I, I think so. Because that doesn't usually, happen very often with Ninty, does no. it? No. No, I mean, uh, what what's interesting is that they're not usually there first or whatever with this sort of thing. No. But usually, if they try something, they they make it work. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess with Mario sixty four wasn't was. No, oh, that's, that's a bad example because they were trying something first there and uh, getting it perfectly okay. right the first time, which <laughs> is ludicrous. Okay, were they first, or were games like I suppose Bug and Croc and stuff might have predated? I don't think they did. Mario. I think they pretty much bug got def- there first. Bug definitely predates, but that that was very grid based, right? Yeah, um, it was sort of three D platforming. Sonic three D. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Mario sixty four is the weird one in the history of games where it like went totally, t- totally. And everything world. came together first time, and it was pretty yeah. much perfect. And there still isn't a better camera, <laughs> which is ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's pa- that's past the stage. They can't do that again, really, with with anything. I don't think. But, but yeah, I'm excited for a kind of Skyrim, Skyrimy, Zelda, Skyrimmed sword. Yeah, it does seem weird that there are like somehow in this Nintendo game they might almost be going more survivally than most games do because it's like you yeah. have to eat food to regain health, what? and you have to wear the right clothes according to the temperature of the region. So if you're not wearing a jumper in the in the cold regions, you lose health. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But also, you can like snowboard on your shield down a down a down a hill. <laughs> freaking awesome! Yeah. Using apparently a really complicated set of key presses. 
Wow. Where it's like, oh, you have to have the shield, then you have to start sprinting, then you have to jump, then you have to press a special button, which for some reason is the put the shield underneath you back <laughs> while uh, you're in mid-jump sprinting. Yeah. At least it's not a motion control or like a... <laughs> Tap here on tilt, the, tilt the controller screen. forward to well, make, you don't, him, make him put the shield under. You don't necessarily know that it's not going to be though, because apparently the touch the touch screen at the moment is like it only ever shows the inventory. Yeah, and I that heard you could like, play the whole that game seems with like a, a bit of a waste, kind of. Maybe, but at least you could play the whole game with a pro controller and not a touch screen if you want. Sure, except it does look. I don't know. It seems suspiciously like they might be trying to. Integrate the touch screen into the world in some ways because you like you literally have an iPad, yeah. <laughs> the sheikish, the, the yeah. sheet slate or something. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. That's a weird conceit, but yeah, sure. You do have a, like a gravity gun thing, which is a bit weird. Yeah, magnets. But uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to have some kind of weird puzzle thing. So, well, you've well. got to have some yeah. random tool that happens to. Yeah, they've got to have new puzzle mechanics. More importantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always, they often do have new puzzle mm. mechanics, don't they? Like in, you know, obviously, the link between worlds. You go into the walls and stuff. Even that, I wouldn't call one of the newer, one of the more. Well, that's not even that's not even like what we're talking about, really, because like the magnet grapple thing is like. It's, it's a Zelda item. Whereas, yeah. whereas in The Link Between Worlds, it's like this was what a weird overarching theme, yeah. like skill. I guess yeah. so. It's, it's almost not that important to like solving the dungeons, solving the bulk well, of the puzzles. Sometimes. It's like it's some of the. It's basically just getting around. Well, there's a few that are like, involved, like this, doing it on sand pillars and frozen rock pillars and stuff, building your own paths. Sort of. But that's but that's not what the the, the, the portals don't involve that, right? No, the, like the, the sand pillars and stuff. They were new mechanics. Yeah, yeah. It was just a combination. Yeah, and the whole in and out of the wall itself was the big new mechanic. Yeah, yeah. 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 So cool. I want to play it. Uh, yeah, I have to get an X. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. whatever that ends whatever up. Whatever it is. And whether this looks any better on X, NX, probably not, but... I bet no. not. No. Yeah. Well... You never know. It might get a um, might resolution run. boost. Yeah, might run a bit better. Yeah. Not that it looked like it was running badly. No, but, you know, I don't think it was a 60-1080 job. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, so what else did I pick up on? Uh, shrooms and physics, part of the game, foliage fires... We covered some combat disarming mechanics. Yeah. Uh, Bayonetta-style time dodging. Yeah, it has... I think we've known that, but it has the time slowdown. Mm. Uh, Perfect dodge kind of scenario. Yeah. Well, it's like Wind Waker's time? dodge. Oh, did Wind Waker have that? We had the A dodge, where yeah. like, if you hit A as the enemy was attacking you, when your sword lights up, you basically do a counter-attack, but then there's other options to like combo it, essentially. Mm. Uh, horse taming. Yeah. Bees. <laughs> There's bees and cookies. Ducks. There's some ducks, yeah. Very important. Um, and, I, and I did note that, boy, these treehouse feeds, though, they need better microphones. Yeah. And a lot of floor noise. Right. Um, wasn't that pleasant to watch them. They could have found a quieter place on the floor, apparently, because yeah, there was a lot of space. There was a lot of space, yeah. Some of the back of the convention halls looked very, very empty indeed. It's not what it once was, is no. it? I think 
We'll have to see what happens to E3 because it's all about the press conferences. They don't no, need the show. I guess EA and Ubi, well, EA pulled out big time, didn't they? Yeah. It's like now they've gone. Like, and Take Two were, despite saying that they were going to be there in a big way, kind of weren't there. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that was Ninty's basically. I didn't really pick up on, like, they did some Sun and Moon Pokemon stuff. Yeah. And it, fine. I guess it yeah. turns out that it probably isn't any kind of grid based. It's like there wasn't conclusive proof, but then in this demo, there pretty much was. Mm. They showed it definitely not running on the grid at all. Okay. Sweet. Gone full freeform. And they showed, like, now when you're about to walk in front of an enemy trainer, you get, like, like black shading comes in from the top of the screen to show you you're about to walk into their line of sight. It's like, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so, well, this could which be- I guess is like sort of just a way to make it more obvious when now that you're not on a grid. Because mm. <laughs> before be you can one... actually see the squares, that, you know, it's only these squares that I need to Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> this could be the one in terms of Pokemon games. Yeah, it's just another thing. And combat looked the same there, right? Yep. As- well, you can't change that too much, can you? Uh, I Pokemon. don't know. We could still make it look better. Uh, well, they're getting there. They do get there. It's. It may always seem like a generation behind where you think it should be, but somehow they do always make improvements every time. Well, I don't know. This one doesn't. This one doesn't feel like so much of an improvement because it's not like because like I guess you know. I guess is this is the. Second one of this, like, engine, I guess you'd call it. Mm. It's like you had Diamond and Pearl and then Black and White and Black and White 2. That was basically those three on the same engine, which was the slightly 3D engine. <laughs> where, yeah. where occasionally the camera will go slightly 3D and show you some 3D models in this otherwise sprite-based one. <laughs> mm. So now you've got this engine where it's like, now it's properly 3D. And now it's not on a grid, but this is still basically the same engine. As <laughs> mm. X and Y. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in like two more games time we'll actually get something new. <laughs> I don't really know what else Ninty were really showing. I mean they no. showed another trailer for Color Splash, I yeah. guess. And but that's a, oh, you brought up Ever Oasis. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and supposedly Ninty made a new RPG that looks like a cross between Crystal Chronicles and Zelda. Co op Zelda. Not that co-op Zelda's ever worked out for them, really, in the past. No. Um, but maybe a bit of Crystal Chronicles to the action one. Well, and, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced it actually is it actually co-op, going to be co-op. Because mm. they say it's single player and you switch between the different characters in order to use their abilities. Mm. Not that you can have different people be the different characters, necessarily. Oh, I see. And it's on 3DS, so, you know, there's definitely ways it could be multiplayer, but it's not the most convenient. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of a great deal else of interest nope. for Ninty. So, they as it, it as wasn't ex- going to be. No, no, it wasn't. As as expected, I guess, from them. Um, and a very quick rundown of what happened at the PC gaming show, because this wasn't all that interesting. Um, I didn't actually watch this one, I just caught up on it later, what had happened. Uh, Dawn of War 3 had a trailer. Bit like Dawn of War. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ark. Start, we're talking about their new Redwood Zone. <laughs> talking again. about that dinosaur. Yeah, and the dinosaur. Uh, 
Giant Cop is apparently a free R game. A uh, free R, free <laughs> VR game coming relatively soon. We play an, an oversized policeman. Effectively, mm-hmm. great. Uh, Mountain Blade is getting a sequel. Cool Mountain Blade Two. Siege. I feel like they already had a sequel. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it maybe it was just like a subtitle sequel. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe this is a, like a. They, they can learn this is the real sequel, guys. This is an actual sequel, not a subtitle. Yeah. Uh, Killing Floor is getting a special VR game called Incursion. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Hot, though, getting a VR mode. That seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> well, I guess. Super Hot. It's the first-person game. <laughs> Super Hot. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, that might be quite fun. Because you move, but you, the thing is, how would you move? I mean, you'd still feel... I guess you could stop at any time. Yeah. So that's the idea, and time would stop, so... And just casually work around yeah. and be all like, yeah, you don't have to do anything fast, do I mean, you? No. Although time does still move, just very slowly. Mm. Mm. Could work. Yeah, that seems sensible. Um, uh, and then there was a game called Tyranny. I can't really remember what that was. <laughs> uh, I think I, I remember the premise more than what it was, in that it seems like um, uh, you were working for the bad guy who wanted like ultimate power or something in this scenario, and that guy won. So the world is under your control, and it's like, now what do you do with it? Um, and you're sort of a management guy, I think, trying to manage, do stuff with that. I think. I don't right. know. I can't yeah. really remember didn't look terribly interesting but you know the premise is at least that kind of you're the bad guy thing that dungeon keeper overlord sort of thing mm. except you've already won <laughs> and it's like here's how you deal with it I don't know that's a little unusual uh observer I can't really remember what that was either my not news news yeah uh, Armor 3 is getting an expansion, although my note here does say expansion. <laughs> oh. uh, and then there was Turing Test, that looks to be a sort of heavily Talos Principle inspired puzzler. Mm. Um, Overland? Shrug? <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Very helpful these things. Yeah, I know. I wrote down all the games that I saw, like, thinking I'd remember what they were, but. Actually, weirdly, all of these I just have no memory of at all. Uh, and Dual Universe, that I think is a adventure game. Like, sort of puzzle adventure game. Uh, there we go. Yep. PC. I don't think any of those will change the world. No. Uh, yeah, other E3 stuff. Uh, what have we got? Oh, yeah, Color Splash. That, apparently, that's got an October release date. This year on Wii U. Should have mentioned that in the Ninty stuff. <laughs> uh, um, I remember, remembered that uh, there's this game called Dreadnought that I think I mentioned maybe a year and a half ago. That having not really a presence, but they were starting to show stuff. Um, I don't know if you remember, but it was this um, a multiplayer. It very sl- like not rapid pace, but you basically control giant 
spaceships and like it's more about the the, the tactics i guess of me maneuvering these throughout a battlefield and being able to use your ship's capabilities to your advantage to take out an enemy team of dreadnoughts and stuff like that and it actually looked kind of interesting a very different sort of take on pvp games mm. uh made by jaeger um the guys behind jaeger <laughs> and uh and, and spec ops the line um and I, I just sort of remote. I got. I don't know. I, just, I sort of thought of it, saying, "We still haven't seen anything about this. What's going on?" Um, so I went and checked in. They're apparently still working on it, and it's apparently coming out this year. So I may be the one guy that's keeping an eye on that. <laughs> Watch out for dreadnought. Watch out for dreadnought. It could be real interesting. It's sort of unique. Um. Uh, maybe not that unique. I mean, you're still controlling a like. It, maybe it's got that bit of a Guns of Icarus vibe about it, except yeah, you're like except it. you're controlling the whole dreadnought. You don't like have, need a crew on it, right? Um, you're not like just a dude running around on it, but but it may have similar strategy. That reminds me, in completely unrelated news, Space Pirates and Zombies Two still happening, still coming, <laughs> still maybe eventually happening. I think it's actually maybe going to be a beta shortly. Okay. <laughs> The game actually might exist. It just reminded me of it because it seems like in that game you can... The ships mo- seem to be, like, modular now. Like, you can just pick up other parts of ships and just connect them to your main body so you can just expand your ship by just picking up literal chunks of other ships. Okay, yeah. Yeah, classic. Mm. Space weird shooter. What was that game where you picked up parts of your downed enemies? Yeah, there's been several, but you're thinking of that weird, like, polygon one. Yeah, 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 the, cl- the side-scroller. <laughs> where it looked like some, like, sort of a toy box. Yeah. Of just flat-shaded polygons. And you suck in your parts to, uh... And you just collect, collect giant chunks to you <laughs> and, like, reduce the amounts of bullets going out of them in yep. all directions. Yeah. Sometimes in completely useless directions. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, and, um, yeah, uh, not a great deal of news outside of E3, right. um, other than, uh, Overwatch patch news. <laughs> it happened. Like, it happened, McCree got nerfed, so his fan the hammer attack is about half as powerful as it used to be, which is quite a severe nerf. Well, um, yeah, it's like, how, what does that, how much damage does it do now? <laughs> well, they did put up straight numbers. Like how each how the maximum damage each shot can do, and it is pretty much half. Um, and they've also modified Widowmaker, so headshots are much more of a requirement now than they used to be. I say much more; they've reduced body shot damage by like thirty percent, mm. and but then uh, boosted headshot damage. So you got to get those headshots. They boosted headshot damage. They boosted headshot. Yeah. It just means then you're going to die even easier. And they made her ultimate take 10% longer to charge. Well, I mean... Her ultimate wasn't really, like... Yeah, it wasn't powerful, it's incredibly it was useful. It's incredibly useful, yeah, but it still relies on your team doing something yeah, with it. Yeah, doing anything at all. And it can give you a heads up on when someone's about to poke their head around a corner so you can just snipe them immediately. Yeah. But, uh, so that's what's happening in Overwatch right now. Um, and... Final bit of interesting, I get uh, interesting, I guess, news is what you call this. Is um, some stories have come out about what was going on at Lionhead and why Fable Legends turned out to be what it was. Uh, and it seems to be, of course, a bit of an internal struggle between what Lionhead wanted to do and what Microsoft, Microsoft wanted them to do. Yeah. Um, so 
um, a little bit of a, a Lionhead basically just wanted to carry on and make Fable Four, mm-hmm. like keep things going. Um, but a guy called Phil Harrison, who was vice president of the European Games Development yeah, uh, for Xbox, uh, basically said he wanted more service-based games. Can you guys make Fable into that? Um, which they thought was nuts, because it's like, we've got no experience in how to make games like this. Mm-hmm. Um, experimented for several years with it before they landed on the concept that Fable Legends was going to be. And then by the time they were ramping up this sort of idea, it's like and they'd trained guys up and then actually had staffed to the point where they kind of knew what they were doing. Things started falling apart. Um, in that this service-based game that Phil Harrison wanted flew in the face of what Phil Spencer was after, right? which was, oh, we want some AAA games. Mm-hmm. Um and so the idea of putting out a risk, yeah. So the idea of putting out a free-to-play service-based oh. multiplayer game yeah. with AAA production standards, yeah, became the single most risky venture really in gaming. Like, like you think about that, it's like that is a massive, massive gamble. Um, and it didn't even get to the part where they played. They Microsoft just pulled the plug because it was taking too long and cost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> bonus quotes. Here we go. Um, <laughs> during the project, like, uh, like a lot of the devs had a problem with the moving goalposts of the project, um, and that <laughs> Universal Windows platform at the time was described as on fire <laughs> internally. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, I think everyone knew that when it eventually landed. It's like, yep, yeah, this thing is not working. Um, and uh, both Halo 5 and Minecraft didn't meet their projected revenues for last year. So they didn't do as well as Microsoft wanted them to, which may have also forced their hand to close a, a strong studio. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's that's pretty much all the interesting news I've pulled outside of E3. Just those two points. And one of them was kind of just shoved in my face because it's like, hey, Overwatch players, this patch has happened. <laughs> so that's E3 inside and out. Inside and out, yeah. I'm sure there was Dude. more stuff going on on the show floor. Yep. I'm sure Sega had some stuff. Well, maybe. <laughs> Probably not new stuff. I don't know, who knows. Maybe Total War Warhammer again, but like maybe some stuff for that, mm. even though that's like out now. I don't know. There's probably there's probably some floor stuff we missed, but we can do that on next cast. Or we can catch up and wait for the dust to settle. So what are we most <coughs> excited about, Zeg? Well, number one. Not, not, not much three. anything about this E3. It, not was, much anything. it was quite. I mean, there's a few surprises, but like no real bombs were yeah. there. It was kind of a boring year. It's like the only things I'm theoretically theoretically excited about would be. I mean, Zelda, but I'm, the only thing I do for that is ha- I'd have to get an NX. Yeah. So mm, even yeah. in, like, even considering the fact that I'd have to buy a system at that point, yeah. that also, like, adds like, a whole like, extra delay to it, because it's not like yeah. I'm going to be able to get that as soon as Straight it comes away. out. Yeah, that's true. Going to have to wait for the NX version. Yeah, for me, Zelda's the one. That's March next year, though, right? And then, yeah. The, the, didn't they say it's going to be a simultaneous launch? Uh, Yeah. I don't think they said it sure. any time during E3, but I think they may have said that before E3. Yeah. And then all the, the only other thing that was 
good that I thought looked good was like Horizon, but that's PS4, so that's irrelevant to me. Yeah, <laughs> no help in there at all. Right. It's not even Microsoft. I couldn't even get that on PC. No, you couldn't even go. To, <laughs> you couldn't even go to Windows 10 route if you got Windows 10. Yeah, Horizon is on. That's the one. Horizon looks great. Okay, Horizon really does look great. But like I said, I was massively impressed with how COD looked. COD, yeah. But then Roll will have to buy a PS4. It's, well, that's going to happen when Neo comes out. I will get a PS4. Because yeah. um, I've been saying that for a long time. Like, yeah. it was always, the plan was always wait for Uncharted and then all the Neo yeah. news came out and it's like, well, wait for that out. For me, apart from Zelda, I'm much more excited to play games that are already out like Uncharted 4, Overwatch, yeah. and XCOM, than I are anything at all at E3, apart from Zelda. Well, I'm like, over the last month, I feel like I've just been on hold waiting for things to happen. Like, not just, like, like there was Mirror's Edge, obviously, and then there was No Man's Sky getting delayed. But it's just like, even all the other games that I usually play, I, I just like I feel like I'm waiting for things to happen in like so there's like the Factorio patch still hasn't happened. That's got two more weeks on it. Yeah. There's like, uh, what is it? Space Engineers. I'm waiting for. There's going to be a patch where they're going to basically implement a proper sound engine in space, which you know you wouldn't have thought that'd be important. But it's like, it's like a real sound engine. Like hmm. if you're standing on a thing while the gun is firing, you hear it through the vibrations. Nice. And then like if you're on a planet with atmosphere, you have a different like muffling to the sound whether you've got your visor closed or not. It's like that's cool. That is that's, so I'm waiting for that. That's pretty neat. <laughs> waiting for that in space engineers. And then it's like waiting for patches in other games. And it's like I'm just waiting. Mm. Just waiting for things to happen. I wish they'd fucking hurry up and you do want, it. You want that Starbound patch? I don't, oh, yeah, and Starbound, of course. Yeah, that's due to come out <laughs> within a month, probably. Yeah, I can't I'm not sure I'm super hype for <coughs> anything, really. Anything that's going to come out this year. Well, yeah, especially. I the think it's, we've I got think, such good games at the moment. Yeah. Like, like uh, playing MGS5, it's like nothing there, with except maybe Zelda, has much of a chance of being a better game than Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, mm. that was like so long in development, and it's crazy. It's like one of a kind thing. And it's not even finished. Exactly. <laughs> like, I yeah. Yeah, there is. I mean, uh, we haven't mentioned Scalebound here. I'm quite... Scalebound is ticking my boxes right now. Yeah. In that it, 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 it looks like it's got an interesting combat system. It's got that love it or hate it attitude factor, which may be awesome, may be terrible. Uh, which will probably, I'll probably think it's awesome either way. Even if it is actually terrible, I'd probably dig the terribleness. <laughs> um, I'm getting that feeling. <laughs> uh, and you know, dragons. Mm. Uh, with, and again, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure one of the Panzerdragazoon, 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 Panzerdragoon designers, like character and art designers and stuff, is is working on this, mm. and, it, and it looks, or at least it's heavily inspired by. Yeah, um, it looks good. It looks good. I want to see that game. I have to wait till next year. And maybe play it on Windows 10. Well, that's the other problem for me, is like, I can't even get excited about the things that are coming to Windows 10 because I'm not going to have Windows 10. Either. Yeah, you well, why, will. Why don't you? Like, cause, like, the, because the time, I refuse, the time is now. I refuse if you're going to get Windows get, 10, you've got to do it now. I refuse to get Windows 10 on this old computer. If I was going to get Windows 10, it would be on a new machine, and that's not going to happen for at least one to two more years. 
Well, there you are then. Clone your hard drive and just do it, because Windows 10 doesn't run any slower. What happens if your PC just packs up from being run 24-7 for five years? Then it will have been five years, and then it will be time to get a new one. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> How long has it been? Three years? I don't know. I've forgotten when I last got that thing. It's been a while it's now. probably been at least four. Yeah. But it's fine. It will last seven, just like the last one did. My one's lasted seven. As it turns out, it's it will be hitting seven. I mean, this one's the seemed, end of this year. This one's this current computer seems a lot less likely to die than the last one did towards the end. Mm. This one seems to be running just as well as it did originally, apart oh. from the occasional mysterious like, why doesn't the RAM properly unload? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that thing. But that's not really a problem. It's like, just like you just restart. <laughs> yeah, and, and it could be Windows. Yeah, just having a wobbly. Have you ever clean? You haven't clean installed your machine in like seven years either, have you? Well, I never clean installed it. Haven't had to ever. No. Well, I haven't done mine either. Mine's never clean installed for all of that time, and it's done pretty well. Maybe the sort of Windows curse is less of a thing these days. I think it is less of a thing. I think it's still a thing. Yeah, but, it but, still is a thing, but it's less of a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. It's got a. It's a little, like, depressing, isn't it? You've come out of E3 and you're sort of all like, well, what am I really looking forward to? I mean, and this... Redemption this, 2, God Yeah, damn. yeah. The, Freaking show it. Absolutely. <laughs> and there is still Cuphead. Let's not forget about Cuphead. That's not going to be as good as you hope, though. No, probably not. Because it's basically a Mega Man game. <laughs> and it's not like we particularly like those. Oh, well, not to say we dislike them, it's like we never cared about them. <laughs> I never had them. Yes. No. Uh, I never had them in the NES days. I've since never been that fast. Um, yeah, a bit bummed there was no Beyond Good and Evil 2, but you know, that's the same thing every year. And probably will be for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, like I was kind of hoping it's like oh there's been a lot of like surprise announcements last year maybe Beyond Good and Evil 2 will be the feel good announcement this year <laughs> nope <laughs> still no uh, I, I guess Quake it might be on my radar yeah. actually the more I think about it the more like actually what I'm interested in right now are games that didn't show at E3 at all like is Formula Fusion going to be good is Grip going to be good I'll just play more Dirt Rally. Games that are out <laughs> are better than games that are going to be out. Yeah, maybe. At the moment. Yeah, I'm not sure I really want another Forza Horizon game. I was quite happy with 2. Yeah. I don't think I'm in the space where I want another one yet. I mean, the good thing about 3 is it's on PC. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably play 2 if that was on PC. Yeah. I definitely I just, I'm just not sure I'm in the space for most of those sequels. Yeah. Like most of Microsoft's lineup, I'm sort of looking at going. I'm not sure I, I'm really had enough time to want one of those again yet. Mm. Um, which is a bit of a bummer because I normally quite, you know, I'm a, I'm a soft, I'm a, I'm a softy <laughs> in my console preference generally. But when this lineup comes out for Sony, it's like it's going to be hard to argue for. Really. Mm. Um. 
Maybe Scorpio will turn it around. Maybe Scorpio. But then, but then maybe I don't need a Scorpio. You'll have a freaking awesome PC by then, so you won't have to worry. But I might have to pay like exorbitant digital costs for games. Yeah, quite probably. It's not like console games are cheap. No, but like I said earlier, you can sort of wait for disc versions of games to come down in price. So, like, unless they, and if you buy the disc version, you don't get the digital benefit of like being Mm. having. Transferring, <laughs> whatever. I mean, cloud yeah. syncing of saves and all that stuff. Eventually, like consoles will move past discs as well. PCs basically have. Sure, but then, like, we'd at the moment we'd we'd be stuck with the over expensive digital stores if they stay as they are. Yeah, that's true. Which is no good. Which mm. is no good. I think that's E three. I can't. I'm, that's E three. I think I'm running out of things to get hype and not hype about. <laughs> Mostly not hype. Mostly not hype. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Regardless, listeners, I think there were some interesting things there. Yeah. So it's worth 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 a recap. Console cycle got weird, yo. It certainly did. That was the strangest part. So we'll catch you for further what we've actually been playing the next time. Yeah. In two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Back to normal. Back to normal on the Salacast. Whoop whoop. Bye. Take it easy. Stop.